Vulgar Tech, episode 12. Here we go. I am your host, Reverend Mitch. With me, as always, is the uh, technologically um, difficult. Impaired. Slightly impaired, Alex Mandelberg. But getting better. I'm trying. Alex Mandelberg. (laughs) Um, Quick personal update. Uh, I have my iPhone 7. Not the Plus, but the 7. Um, Love it. Love the new camera. Love the fucking optical image stabilization, by he the way. He took all the headphones in the house and he put them in the living room and burned them in effigy yeah. to, in solidarity with Apple. If it's got an eighth-inch plug on it, I don't want it in my face. <laughs> That's the end of that. Um, no, I, I got to say, it's weird because it just... Maybe it's something that's just... Maybe this is obviously uh, Apple's intention, but there is a sort of thing where... There's two parts to to their updates that that are are kind of always fascinating. One of them is it's kind of so seamless, you know, going from the six to the seven that I don't even think about like I don't take blurry photos all of a sudden between the low light and the optical image stabilization. I get fucking great photos all the time and there's nothing blurry. And so now I'm suddenly careless about how fast I'm moving or how I'm holding the phone or anything else like that when I'm taking it, like, very quickly. I've had this thing fucking barely over a week now. Um, how do you feel about the 3D touch? Like it. Like it. It's, really? Uh, yeah. Because okay. I knew a, few, a couple people got the 6S and they weren't thrilled about the 3D touch. But Absolutely, it takes a little – that it. you have to remind yourself when you – because I'm used to moving around and deleting apps on occasion and yeah. putting things in folders. And you can't do that. If you try to 3D touch it, it just sits there and fucking just does nothing. It basically <laughs> is like, fuck you. What are you trying to do? You yeah. know this is not 3D touch. And I'm like, God damn it. That's right. I got to ta- hold, not push, which is, yes, admittedly kind of a pain in the ass. But I know you've given shit about the 3D touch when I'm like, well, it's ostensibly a time saver. It's a little bit. It's an extra couple of taps or extra tap, which is kind of nice. I, and uh, I'll tell you again what I said then when you said that to me. I went for all of the work that Apple does to make you, you can do this now even faster than you were doing it before. And you do, uh, people are not on their phones less. People are on their phones more. Oh no, I so, I'll, I'll absolutely agree with you there. You're just giving but people like, more time instance, to do other shit. Look, I'm looking at a photo on a website now. Normally, I'd have to. I go like, I, uh, yeah, no, it's I, not going to work on Giphy, but. Yeah, there. See, it, it'll pop up, a like, instantly pops it up like that if I just hold. And then sometimes, like, if it's an actual – Giphy's not a good example, but, like, this image here. See, it comes up. I can hold it for a while. It'll come up on another thing. But if I just hold it like this and drag up, I've got all my copy yeah. share buttons right there, which before I had to sit there and hold on it and say open in a new tab, then hold on the image. Big pain in the ass. Do, so this, Do you miss your home button? That is the yeah. It is definitely. I do not. <laughs> I do not like the home button. The fucking thing that fucked me up is I, I was having trouble with our Kivo lock. The app would kept kept crashing on me, and so I was like, okay, uh, I guess I'll just restart the phone because there's like three things you could do: is you can force quit the app. There's restart the phone, and then there's delete the app and re-download it. In in levels of like severity one of those three fixes it 99 percent of the time and i had to go all the way to the reinstall it but when i restarted the phone i just shut the phone off and i kind of forgot about it 
and I went to go press the home button and it felt when the fucking phone doesn't respond to that because it's off, it feels like something's stuck there. Like it feels like it's been glued. <laughs> like you have a broken home button that got glued together. And I was like, oh God, what the fuck? And then I was like, oh, that's right. It doesn't have a button anymore and the phone's off. It's really disconcerting. But you get used to it. Uh, and of course, the Touch ID version two or three, whatever they're on, is super fast now. Like I, you can see, I just boom, I'm in. You know, uh, so I like that. Um, now the thing is, annoyingly, got the phone. Didn't know when I was going to get the phone. Verizon told me several different dates, and then they sent me a thing saying, "Hey, we'll ship it out soon. We'll send you a tracking number." They didn't send me a tracking number. I was like, "Oh, I just logged into the website, and there's a tracking number." And I was like, "Okay, cool." I have a tracking number and the tracking number was like sometime between end of September and first week of October. And I'm like, okay, that's quite a vague, vague. I'm like, whatever, fine. And then, uh, I got a text message from Verizon that said, Hey, here's your tracking number. Uh, the morning that they act, the phone arrived. <laughs> so I was like, okay, that's, that's good. So I was kind of taken by surprise and I couldn't use my iPhone six, case uh, that I quite liked because it blocks the new camera. So I was like, okay. And I went on Amazon and I paid $4 for overnight shipping to get a clear plastic. Well, it's plastic rubber. It's really kind of an yeah. interesting texture. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so I'm like, okay, one night I can go without. Thursday night, the day it was supposed to arrive, I went to the Crystal Castles concert and I don't know, I didn't do any, I wasn't like in the pit or anything. I had just arrived in fact and I was with a friend of mine who just got her iPhone 7. And I was pulling it out, and I was like, you know what I like? And then I was like, it looks like there's a piece of hair on the right side of my screen. And ah. so I'm swiping, and I'm like, Where it's not going away. And then I held it up to the light, and I'm like, oh, there's a crack. Like it was a half-moon crack. Ah. And then there was a chip out of the side of the fucking thing. And I'm like, what the fuck? And it must have been because I usually keep my phone and my vaporizer in the same pocket. And I'm thinking that may have... That may have been the, the, the thing that happened. I think that yeah, that's the only thing. I, and I'm like, if that fucking case would have arrived like Amazon fucking said it would, <laughs> and it didn't arrive until fucking Monday. So because of Amazon, you cracked the screen on your new phone. Yeah. Had to go to Apple, get the Apple Care Plus, which I was going to do anyway. And the first two repairs are free. Yeah. Very confusing thing is the girl said, now, we don't cover accidental damage. And I was like, uh-huh. She goes, so if anybody asks, you broke your screen on purpose. And I was like, that is the strangest policy. And she said that they've, they've had times where employees, somebody goes, oh, yeah, I accidentally dropped it. And the employee goes, really? I did that on purpose. Let's fix your phone. Like, what is this policy? This, I mean, this Apple, is absurd. Boy, Apple can get real backwards sometimes. Yeah, that makes no. Now, maybe she's just a weirdo, but that's my understanding. And I'm like, I've never heard that before. And that's why would you support intentional damage to? I want this replaced because I hated it for five minutes and got really angry. And now, but I love it now. But I want it fresh and clean. Um, but you get two for free with Apple Care Plus. So there's one gone. <laughs> Had the phone for two fucking days, and then so I, you know having to set up a brand new phone twice in the same fucking week is a bit of a pain in the ass. Yeah, well. With the watch and the iCloud and everything else, and I still don't know. I have deleted from everything I could find in iCloud. I have deleted the my my iPhone six, 
and I have sent that back to Verizon. It does not exist in my world. However, on my Safari browser, in my other tabs thing that usually shows just my computer, there's my fucking iPhone 6. Hmm. So probably all I need to do is just go through and delete all of those, and yeah. it'll be fine. Oh, no, that, suddenly they're not there anymore. It's showing my MacBook Air. Okay, so oh, finally. There we go. About goddamn See? time. All right. Anyway, so I do like it, and fucking camera's amazing. And weirdly, as I showed uh, Alex a picture, maybe I'll put it on. I'll put it on the, uh, the the show notes. I took a photo of a bottle of mouthwash because my friend asked me what kind of mouthwash I was using these days. It was the most beautiful picture of mouthwash you've yeah. ever seen in your life. Like it was, re- it was a cinematic photo. Yeah. It had like there was depth wash. of field and shit. Like it really, it was the mo- it's it's about the best looking picture of the most boring fucking subject ever. Um, but yeah, it looked and and again, I don't have the seven plus and that bokeh depth of field effect isn't even live on the iPhone anyway. If Ansel Adams so. had chose to photograph monotonous shit around the house instead of monotonous shit in nature, it would have been that photo. Mm, okay, it was very Ansel Adams. Sure, sure, okay. You remember that. You've seen that in every yeah, single... Yeah, no, God, Ansel Adams. <laughs> every single I, I, doctor's waiting room, dentist's waiting room. You know I love to to shit on High things. High school counselor. I, I love to shit on things that people just accept are great because they don't have, like, the balls to say, no, this is shit. But Ansel <laughs> Adams, fuck him. <laughs> don't give a shit. I know people are going to scream and yell, let, let me tell you about the light and the shit. Fuck you. It's nature. It's black and white. Fuck you. Nature's color. <laughs> I'm sorry you weren't born when there was color cameras. It's shit. It's I've, shit. I've never been a huge Ansel Adams fan it's, myself. It's it's wide landscape. In fact, if it were in color, it would be even more boring. It's just that it's black and white, and people are like, look at Ansel. It's like fucking, it's a picture of a mountain, dude. Yeah. You didn't even get like, it's not like you went there on a special day when you could only see the sun shining. No, you did none of that shit. It's just, look at this mountain. It's the most boring, uninspired. It's a, it's a Thomas Kincaid. Ansel Adams is the richest hiker of all time. Like, oh. he just and and most of his photos are taken from ground level, so he didn't even really hike. He just drove up in a fucking limo, stepped out. <laughs> I'm going to take photos of nature now. I don't even know. Is he British? I don't know. I don't think so. Does, I don't he, think does he talk like a no? Yes, sought no, off no. Uh, Alfred Hitchcock. Let's do some photos. No, yes, indeed. <laughs> some mountains. All right, m- moving on to. I'm going to do some quick bits of news, and then we'll get into you know very exciting stuff. Alex is very excited about this episode. I am excited. Uh, this this fella Danny Meyer, who started the Shake Shack, um, and he's apparently a multimillionaire. Uh, restaurateur, and so he. I, was, uh, I never. That's one of those words I never know how to say. Restaurateur. Yeah, you got it. Restaurateur. Yeah, but um, it feels like you're supposed to say that douchier, like you did. Like, yeah, no, I'd like to. Restaurateur. I, like, I really like to douche up the words. You know, sometimes <laughs> I'm going to tilt this a little bit. So I yeah, can go ahead. Better. Um, so he he's got a uh, a home cooked food delivery startup as well, and uh, he's got. Um, Paid parental leave for all of his employees. He, uh, yeah, no, he apparently by, so all, he's a progressive, by all accounts, he's a progressive. He's, by all accounts, he's a good guy. I'm sure he's got some skeletons, but you know, whatever. Probably doesn't. He's not faithful to his wife. I'm almost certain of that. Um, yeah, well, you know, he's got a the Union Square Hospitality Group and a a, a startup called Resi, um, which helps restaurants with reservations. Now, this what he has done. Uh, Eater.com that. Clickbaity headline is shit. Just Danny Meyer just single handedly made the Apple Watch relevant to the hospitality industry. 
A little bit of an overshot. A little bit. But that said, this reads like what Gordon Ramsay and John Taffer. Another man who loves fucking around on his wife. Yeah. Uh, Ramsey. Not Ta- Ramsey. I don't know if Ta- Taffer does. Yeah. I mean, Taffer looks like he, he gold chain, slick back hair. I got a sus- – I don't know. Weirdly enough, Taffer just seems like uh, asexual. Like, does he have any children? You know I mean? That's a good point. Tafford is that. And you know what else? I don't really like fucking. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I get it. You like, want me to lick your pussy. You know? <laughs> yeah, I get it. Yeah, it's. And what are you going to do for my dick? You know, that kind of. <laughs> no, no. My dick will not touch those lips. Are you ready? You know, if, that, if you don't, don't listen know. to Bar, if you don't watch Bar Rescue, you're not getting any of this. <laughs> but you should. It's you a great show. You should watch Bar Rescue. It's Even if you hate reality shows, Bar Rescue, much like Kitchen Nightmares, great shows. Yeah. Um, but this this sounds like what the both of them have always – I swear to God it would change. It could change the hospitality industry. It sounds like what they're always yelling at failing businesses about. What it specifically says is – when Meyer's 30-year-old Union Square co- Cafe reopens in Manhattan next month, every floor manager and sommelier will be wearing an Apple Watch. When a VIP walks through the front door, someone orders a bottle of wine, a new table is seated, or a guest waits too long to order his or her drink, a menu item or a menu item runs out, every manager will get an alert on the tiny computer attached to their wrist. That is helpful. Yeah. That's something that, you know, a lot of these, you know, that's the problem, obviously, is that if you've got the money to be, you know, A, have a sommelier and also uh, well, provide Apple Watches for your employees, you're probably doing pretty well in business, so you in might the, not need it. But this is but a in thing the thing that But in the simplest of forms, though, even uh, one of the ones that they leave off there is just when your order's up. If you've... If you want to make sure your food is served as hot as it could be served, and that's not included in there, as soon as the plate is up on the hot plate... Yeah, yeah, it's true. Hit the it does, waiter. It does not mention that. Yeah. Hit that waiter and let him know your food's ready. Yeah, yeah. Come get it. It's yeah. fresh. It's as fresh as it will well, be. Well, it specifically says managers and sommeliers. It doesn't mention waiter, waitress, which is probably for the best because yeah. you're trying to take orders and shit and all of a sudden your watch is blowing up. But for a manager, that's a great thing. You know what I mean? A manager needs to know, hey, these guys have been waiting 20 minutes to order a fucking drink and nobody's bothered them. Yeah. Manager goes, oh, table six? That's Brian. Brian, get the fuck over here. But I you know, also whatever, go, you know? much to what you said, any restaurant that would have the ability to buy these Apple Watches for their sommelier and their managers <laughs> – right. Are not the restaurants that famously have any problems with any of the things that they're talking about trying to solve. Sure. Their waiters are usually very attentive because, mm-hmm. you know, they're taking large uh, bills, mm-hmm. which means bigger tips. So mm-hmm. they work harder, mm-hmm. which, by the way, yes, that does mean if you pay people more, they work harder. Yeah, that's a real fucking thing. Except tips don't translate that way. But well, I, I, it should. But it turns waiter, out that's not when I go to a steak joint where you're spending where I'm spending 75 bucks a head mm-hmm. on the on the meal. Uh-huh. The waiters there are better than at Denny's. Yes. And that's probably because they make so much in tips that they don't want to lose that job. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's it's a more incentive to work harder. But yeah, right, but it doesn't. I, they they're not giving you better service based on the tip they haven't received yet. They're giving you service because they're like, I get yelled at. Con- I guarantee the boss is a jerk. The boss is a total <laughs> asshole. They've got to be. You know what I mean? Because like, oh, we're in the Zagats where we've got yeah. a Michelin star. That kind of shit. You're going to be riding your staff. But that's a real you know. thing, though, where you go in those places. 
you usually don't have a problem with any of these things, really. I mean, yeah, maybe sure, the alert sure. when a uh, VIP is showing up is kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I mean, I other than I, that, I don't. I, I, I'm not sure how useful it will be. I, I mean, I guess I'm, I'm thinking. Look, no matter how well run the restaurant is. There's definitely, you know, once a day, somebody waits an extra couple more minutes than they probably should in order to order something quite by accident, especially if it's busy. You know what I mean? You could run it really well, but like, you know, you, you see the couple and you're like, oh, do you want to see the you know wine menu? And they're like, uh, let's just get waters for now and we'll talk about wine in a few. And, you know, a waiter goes, cool, I'll check on table seven in a few. It slips your mind, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Squeaky wheel gets the fucking grease. And, yeah. And they're not being very squeaky. Eh, it's a good thing, you know? But I don't know it's if cool. it's... cool. I don't know that it's... Sh- if until the day where this is a little bit more of a regular thing on people's wrist... Sure. I don't yeah. know how much this helps because, once again, the people who can afford this technology are the people who probably need it the least. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You know, at, at restaurants like that, every table you have a waiter, but he also has three bussers that are working under him to make sure, and a runner to make sure food is out fresh. Everything's bust that needs to be bust. Uh, plates, glasses are filled. All of that stuff is being taken care of by his team. Sure, sure. and he's really just there to take an order and make sure he. Uh, now, what they what they could do, and I'm not, I, I have no idea if they do this. It seems the smart way to do this would be to allows somebody to do kind of like a contract. One year contract will provide four Apple Watches. Oh, the I go, yeah, yeah. You know okay. what I'm saying? And you pay like $30 a month or some shit like that. It, the, the watch would absolutely pay for, you'd, you as the company, you'd, you'd get the price of the watch. Yeah. Guaranteed in like three months, four months, whatever the fuck it is. And, you know, uh, obviously not if you're doing $30 a month, but still, whatever it is, you know what I mean? But also to a, a business like a restaurant, an investment of even, you know, 2500 bucks if you were buying all those watches is not a – I'm not saying it's a, just a drop in the bucket, but to a large yeah, yeah, restaurant, yeah, sure, that's sure. kind of a drop in the bucket. Sure. I mean that, – that's, that's an alcohol if you, have, if you have managers, plural. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. All right. Well, anyway, I thought that was it's kind of it's kind of it's kind of cool. Once again, I, I think we'll, we'll talk about this in a minute. That's that's a big one. I'm going to put this towards the towards yeah. the end here. Uh, let's see here. Um, this is a kind of a quick thing, but a lot of people sort of weirdly, a lot of people were sort of blowing up on this uh, on on Reddit. Uh, it went in the Netflix subreddit to look on it. Netflix uh, CEO says that he wants ideally 50 percent of their content to be Netflix originals. Now, what's interesting is I looked at the October 2016 list of uh, Netflix uh, coming to Netflix. And when you scroll down, and in fact, I, if I just look for the phrase Netflix original on this, on this page, I get 24 matches. Yeah. So in October, that doesn't necess- they're not necessarily all debuting. They might be you know, uh, re- uh, season two, season three, yeah, continuations. Yeah. But 24 – of the titles that will be coming to Netflix in October 2016 uh, are Netflix, Netflix originals. originals. That's and, and you're actually at this I list, think more than half. Yeah, if you look at this list, it does look pretty close to half, if not more than. So they're they're already getting pretty close on that. Um, I, I would be. What what are your, what are your thoughts? Here's Netflix is um, <clears throat> any young aspiring filmmaker who's just kind of like, hey man, I, I've always wanted to. 
have my own TV show and run a show. Man, Netflix seems like the place to be. Unless you've run three wildly successful television shows, Netflix doesn't even talk to you. That's Netflix is they are or movies. Anything they are Ridley aiming, Scott, right? Ridley Scott didn't do any TV. Before, Netflix um, is aiming to kill the every showrunner that they have on there are dudes who ran Sopranos, dudes who ran network television shows that ran for ten years. Like, I think they got some Law and Order guys on there. They got everybody on there are big time. They don't fuck around. So when 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 is Netflix just gonna ring up old David Chase and say, hey? I have a feeling that eventually David Chase will wind up there. He For seems all I like know, it, of, it could very well be already happening. Yeah, it's just it, under wraps. It, it would make sense. What has he been doing since Sopranos? I, you know, collecting his Sopranos money. I mean, I, I realize he doesn't need to do anything, but you know, still, click it, his IMDb. Yeah, that's not, I'm, it's you don't hear about David Chase now because he just he really just. Oh, I didn't realize he did Rockford Files. How interesting! Yeah, he did. Yeah, he hasn't done anything. He did a not fade away. He was a producer in 2012. He has done nothing since The Sopranos. 2007. No. That's a that's a long time. That's almost a decade. This motherfucker. So if he has any interest at all, but in he's doing also, television, but he's also not a kid. I mean, David Chase is now uh, 71. Uh, you probably are right about that. Yeah, 45. So I don't yeah. know. I've got a yeah. He's 71. Are you doing the math? Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Uh, 45. Yeah, 71. Yeah. Look at you. My God. When did you get good with math? I've always been really good with math, actually. All right. All but right. yeah, it's so... The yeah, show, he doesn't need it. The shows are really, really fucking good, though, on Netflix. Yeah. They're us? really good. Yeah, yeah. I mean... I, not all of them, but you know... What if you not? I mean, Hemlock Grove was kind of mad, but also it's Eli Roth. He doesn't really, he yeah. doesn't know how to do episodic anything. I mean, he's only done, you know, 90 minute fucking That's gore fair. fests, you That's know, which fair. is fine. And, and it's not like Hemlock Grove sucked. It just, you know, it was, it was, wasn't great. It was light on content. It was the first Netflix show canceled. Yeah, that's you know. true. Well, and that's kind of the most. Did they, I don't think they did a third season. That's the most impressive thing if, about uh, Netflix series is they don't get canceled, man. It's like HBO all over again. They're just they're hitting at such a high rate. <laughs> the turnover. It's like yeah, one. I think they've only canceled three shows in total. Um, what what I can only think of Hemlock Grove. What else you got? I think. Um, oh God, what was the? Um, oh shit. I knew what the other two were. Hmm. I can't. We remember can come names. back. To I it, can't but, remember the know. names of them right now. But I, they really do so well that you go. They do. Yeah, yeah. That should be their goal. Their goal should be to be an exclusive channel with. And that's the thing. There are enough good shows on there to justify it. If you told me I had to pay that fee a month so that I could get Orange Is the New Black, uh, Daredevil. Um, Luke Cage coming up, the Punisher series that they're going to do. House of Cards. House of Cards. Right. That's, so that's – I got to pay for those shows to have them – yes, yes. Uh, Absolutely yes. What they – what I, the other thing that I like that they do is, you know, for instance, they bought Black Mirror. Thank you, Netflix. Netflix will double – That's another one I forgot, Black Mirror. That's going to be it, the It's Netflix coming out original. in like uh, I think October 16th or something and uh, – Just uh, in time for Halloween. Yeah, yeah. Oh, 21st. Um, it says season three, part one. 
part one is already doubling the amount of Black Mirror episodes that exist. Yeah. Because part one is six episodes. There's only been, well, nobody, everybody, it's funny how many people talked about it and they were like, yeah, there's only been six. I'm like, excuse me, you're forgetting the Christmas special. One of the greatest 90 minutes of my life. Uh, every We're time I have watch to it. have though a, a vulgar tech episode that's just talking about the technology introduced in Black Mirror. Sure, let's do it October twenty first because <laughs> that that it's it's to cross it back over to us. It is interesting some of the stuff that they bring up as far as the advancements in technology and what they could and could not cause. Right now, I did read an interview with. Um, Charlie Booker and he or is it Brooker? Whatever. Anyway. He's the creator of the creator, showrunner, uh, writer of most of the episodes. He didn't do the entire history of you. That was not his. Okay. He didn't write that one. And what's strange is Robert Downey Jr. immediately bought the rights to make it into a film. But <laughs> and and they asked him about that. He's like, I don't know. I didn't write that episode. That's between the writer and Robert Downey Jr., but I haven't heard anything. And I'm like, I kind of wonder how you do a whole movie on that. I feel like they said all they needed to say in that one-hour episode. I don't know. I never come away from a Black Mirror episode going, I don't think they spend enough time on that concept. <laughs> uh, I would I would watch an entire – I would watch a fucking three- or four-season series based around that fucking Christmas For those of episode. you who don't know what Black Mirror is, it's uh, – imagine if you did the Twilight Zone, but – uh, every story is kind of based on technology in the future, but yeah. it's uh, with exception to the first one. But I don't like that first episode anyway. Yeah, well, no, because it still is like everybody has the ability to receive this closed caption TV at the, uh, whatever. I, no, it was supposed to be brought. I mean, you, yeah. th- there's nothing in episode one that you absolutely couldn't do right now. I guess, yeah. Except for the, but the part rest where of them, you are somehow off. have to convince the prime minister to fuck a pig on TV. <laughs> but uh, which yeah, that's you know, the, he's already kind of done. So whatever. Well, no, he no, he no, fucked that pig in the mouth. That's, that's not the fair, same. Fair point. It's not fair, the same at fair all. Point. Um, it's not fucking a pig in the ass. That's true. Um, but uh, you could fuck a pig in the mouth and still become yeah, prime it's, minister. It's, it's the it's the it's a sort of uh, it's interesting because every episode starts off with the promise. Of this great new idea, essentially. Yeah. They don't sell it that way. And then they show you the hell that that could actually Yeah. Now, what's interesting, what I think they do very well, and now I feel like we're taking away from if we do an episode of Black Mirror, but uh, what they do very well, and it's probably, I would think, the hardest thing, and I've seen it fucked up so many times, that's why I feel like it's probably very difficult. In movies and TV, when there's when you're talking about or discussing or using a technology that we don't have, it's very difficult to not have some exposition where somebody doesn't know how it works and somebody else explains it. And I fucking hate when they do that. I don't have to explain to you how a smartphone works. You get it. I, 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 like I, I, we all got it uh, maybe a year, year and a half tops after the fucking first iPhone came out. We all got it. It wasn't even that novel yeah. anymore. It was like, no, nah, I get it. You push buttons. Cool. Got it. You know, there's a, the screen's a button. Cool. There's a home. This is the camera. Yeah. Cool. Whatever. You know what I mean? But so many times in movies, there's like explanations. Oh, this is a fucking warping gamble laser and it does this. And isn't it great what we can do to these? You know, even it's it's stupid. But in Blackmore Mirror, they never do that. No yeah. one ever explains how a given technology works. Now there is there's there's a there's once 
that oh, I yeah, in the Christmas episode. In the Christmas episode, which is the main reason I want us to have a big uh, discussion topic on it is mainly just the Christmas episode without giving up too much. <laughs> yeah, no, we, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, There's a very big moral li- question in there. If you've got, you know, if you're spending the time that we take to record these fucking things, if you're listening to one of our episodes, you have spent the requisite amount of time to watch the Christmas episode. And I promise you, I'm, I literally, I know I'm prone to hyperbole. You know. Yeah. I have to say that Christmas episode is, is sincerely. One of the best ways to spend ninety minutes. In John Hamm is uh, one of the stars of that episode. Yeah, John Hamm is in, it and he's fantastic. Absolutely wonderful. I, I, I every frame a picture in that particular thing, and ev- it's it grabs you from the beginning, and it just ah, I love it. I would love to have a fucking twenty person roundtable discussion about that goddamn show. Anyway, or about that episode specifically. The show itself is great, but if you have any time at all in your life. You know, maybe you listen to this while you're driving. That's how I listen to podcasts. I yeah, while you I'm driving. Too. It's a good place to do it. Um, it feels weird to sit around and like listen to a podcast and do oh, like else. we 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 gathered around the old <laughs> yeah. uh, podcast yeah. player and uh, let the family we listened to the podcasts and and eat s'mores. It was lovely. And it was re- a simpler time then. You realize if the po- if podcasts came out in the '90s, there would be a podcast boombox. Yeah. There'd be Absolutely. an intercon- internet-connected, soft-padded, waterproof, pink boombox shaped like a you know a pill or a box or something. They just played podcasts. They just played podcasts. And nobody has ever come up with that. And I'm not sure if that's a good thing or a bad thing. <laughs> but no one has made a podcast device. Yeah, well, I think that's a good thing. Yeah, it's called it's a phone. It's, it's called a phone. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> think I... I, I give Apple a great deal of credit that they made the podcast app a native app on the phone yeah. uh, years ago. And I think that – I mean I know for a fact that had a huge impact on the industry. That yeah, did. What's fascinating to me completely off of all of the subjects but related to literally just that last sentence is that there was mm, – maybe six months ago, there was a discussion – amongst various like business interests and stuff like that where they were like apple doesn't you know give us enough data on uh, podcast metrics and things like this yeah for advertisers and uh, john gruber of daring fireball uh whose opinion i respect greatly um he said and i and many other people did and i i fully agree with him on this uh that's the beauty of it it's still basically the Wild West. Apple has absolutely no control. Yeah, and, they, and, no, and no fucking stake either. Yeah. Like they just, they go, well, yeah, I mean, we kind gave... of a stake because what? You know, you're, what's, using, what's you're using iTunes. I don't know. I mean. No, could... there's no fucking stake in it for Apple. They, they've given you a platform to listen to it on. They, and the, they, yeah, they, yeah. They're not profiting from the playing of it. No. They're, they're res- it's nothing. An- it's ancillary, literally not- ancillary, you're using iTunes. I know. But you're using iTunes. You could, nah, you could, I, I'm, one could argue is all I'm saying. One could argue you're using iTunes, so they kind of win on that. Yeah, I guess. But it doesn't really cost – it's not like they have to they, – they're not storing the podcast. There's so many people that are confused by this when they're – especially friends of mine. They're like, I want to start podcasting. Now, how do I upload it onto iTunes? And I say, you don't. And they go, well, no, because I go to iTunes and I download – I'm like, yeah, yeah, you download from – all iTunes does is check up fucking file an xml file uh doesn't matter what that is but let's call it a text file (laughs) itunes basically automatically about i don't know um 
maybe once an hour goes through, I don't know, 20, 30,000 podcasts and refreshes that text file and checks if anything new is in the text file. And in the text file, the text file says, hey, I got a new episode. Here's the link to the, the MP3. And that's what you're seeing on iTunes. When you see the episodes yeah. listed, you're seeing that iTunes goes, oh, we found a bunch of links to podcasts or to, to episodes in this thing with descriptions. And so, so that's what we're showing you. They don't otherwise have any – and it's a good thing. And I'm glad that still it, the industry all about all around, no one actually has control of that. Now there's people like Stitcher and uh, Libsyn that – really are trying to kind of hold on to like we have we have the podcast we have the yeah, meets yeah. uh the audio meets but um <laughs> thankfully apple has been very cool about just being like nope we're not getting involved yeah, whatever you're gonna do whatever you're gonna, you know do and i think it's do. probably apple has never ha- apple's terrible like they did iads for a, a year they had an advertising platform on the phone called iads and it failed miserably apple doesn't know advertising at fucking for shit they, they know who to hire to advertise their products. That's TBWA Day in New York. Also the same people that did new Volkswagen ads and Absolute ads. Uh, so they know how to hire uh, advertising firms, but they do not understand making money on ads. That's never made sense to Apple. No, all they do is build really good products that cost maybe a little bit more than you would expect them to, but they're so good that you get them anyways, and that is the only way that they make – they cannot make money any other way. I was going more editorial, but that's fine. <laughs> no, I really like, – no, I'm just, no, I'm just saying like – I'm saying – But in, you know, yeah. in fact, yeah, they, yes. they've tried other things. Nothing else has worked. The only thing that has yeah. worked for them is building really good products, albeit a little overpriced, the best in the market, and so people have to have them. And that's really – that's it. Anything yeah, yeah. else that they've tried to make money on, and they've tried other things, yeah, has yeah. failed miserably. And if Google had – if Google had the iTunes you know, store with podcasting abilities and so on and so forth, to the level, to the to – the, We're going to start calling this podcast Vulgar Apple. Every yeah. week is Apple. <laughs> I think that's the last of the Apple – I think the one thing about the watch was the last Apple news I had. So I no, think everything else is not. Although getting, getting – I was trying to stay away from Apple news. But I was going to say, Google, if they had control of that market the way that Apple has a control of it, uh, I do not think that we would have the Wild West that we have. And that's, that's not necessarily a knock against Google. But Google knows ads. Yeah, and Google they, they knows, add like a lot. Oh, that's, like that's what they do. They're an advertising company. They're ostensibly a technology and search engine company, but really everything's just funneling you towards ads. That's how they they're, make their They're money. a technology company the way McDonald's is a restaurant company where you go, McDonald's is actually a real estate company <laughs> that all of their real estate – they are though. If you, if you look it up, McDonald's owns all the land that their restaurants sit on and they, and they lease the building and its employees and all that to the owner. But the land is owned by McDonald's. McDonald's is a real estate company. They own the land. That's interesting. They're, I had never all, heard that they're all about the land. Hmm. So everyone goes, oh, McDonald's is a restaurant company. No, they are a real estate company disguised as a restaurant company. Because huh. whether the restaurant does good or the restaurant does bad, the land yeah. is always of value. Yeah. And yeah, that's the absolutely. thing. Right. And before we move on, oh, yeah, yeah. I just want to say – I'm very excited as fuck that Netflix is doing things the way that they're doing it because they're putting out great television shows and I'm looking forward to the next season of everything. Yeah, yeah. Um, I will say my 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 current 
Mm. And, my and my current Netflix, knock against, I think, deserves a little credit for relighting the fire of the stand-up comedy craze. I was just about to say. I the, know. I the, knew that's what you were going to. I was knock. about to say that's the opposite of that. Yeah, I think that they've done great I, things for stand-up. I think that I think that unfortunately it's getting a little long in the tooth with the stand-up. I think that Netflix goes. We get a lot of eyeballs for stand-up specials, and those comedians are going to brag about it, and et cetera, et cetera. And they cost shit all to produce. And I think they're it's a cash cow for them, so they're like, cool, rock on. I'm not saying they don't also love comedy. I'm not saying – in the beginning, they picked really good comics that you wanted or like, oh, this is great. Uh, and they got – you know, for instance, they got Bill Cosby to come out of retirement to do a special even though we'll never see it. God, somebody has to leak that. I just want to see it. I Joe, just need to know what it was. Joe Rogan comes out the same day as Black Mirror. I fucking love me some Joe Rogan. Yeah, Joe Rogan. They uh, got good comics. I don't. Yeah, what's the knock? Eh, some of them, some of them are good. Some of them are not. I don't know. Yeah, there's I'm been not going to talk good too ones, much. But I'm, yeah. I'm not going to talk too much shit on. It. I'm just saying it. It does worry me that you know it might lose kind of its cachet. And you know, when you go to look at comedy, it gets lost in a sea. And it's like, all right, well now there's too many. And you know, because there's a, you know, I'm all about more are, eyes on stand up. There are comedians who were essentially unheard of until Netflix. Yeah. Bill Burr, much as us as comics knew who he was and loved him for many years, when Netflix started streaming, they, he – I don't know. I think they made a deal with HBO or whomever. They had all of his specials fucking day one. Yeah. And a lot of people – he has the fans – He's become he, more of a household name than he yes. was certainly thanks to Netflix. And that's that's to Netflix's credit you know, because it was an exploration. Who's this guy? Because there wasn't a lot of stand-up comedy on there. And what was? Oh, look, Jeff Dunham. Oh, the fucking blue-collar comedy I, I, tour I know guys. some people don't like him, but I'm a big Jim Jeffries fan. Yeah, I, no, I, I mean... I, and, and he's another, another Netflix one, That's guy. another one. He was all over Netflix. I mean, I'd heard of him, and uh, I think I watched part of one special on HBO. Alcoholicost. Uh, yeah, and then, yeah, once I once Netflix started streaming, I was like, ooh, let's watch more of this guy, you yeah. know? And that's a great thing, but I, I worry that, you know, you saturate the market too much, and then we get into a thing where, like, oh, well, I've heard of Louis C.K., but who's Hannibal Burrs? You know, and people don't watch the good – I don't know. That's nah. the only real knock. But I don't know. If they could do it, cool. I just – I like it. I wonder how well they'll be able to, you know, 50% or more. You know what I mean? I, I, like, I, like, I like the idea that, you know, ideally, you know, the dream, obviously, the dream is – Hey, what's that movie you like? I found it, you know. I pay a monthly fee and I can watch it right now. That's the dream. But that's that's why you you have all – that's why you have – you know, you can't just have Netflix. You have to have Netflix and Hulu and all of them together. You will have everything and Amazon Prime and that. But with – with Netflix getting it back to the whole thing that I said earlier, they're they're doing it right. They're getting seasoned – uh, showrunners who know what the fuck they're doing and they're yes. not giving them big budgets but they know they're giving dudes who know what the fuck they're doing enough money to do something with it and then going listen we're promising we're going to give you some legs we're not fast to cancel things we'll give things chances Hemlock Grove still got what two or three seasons I before think three I think they three, got three yeah. seasons before they shit canned it and, and it really wasn't good from season one so They've, if it was something you were into, like your your fiance, I knew she was going to love that show, and she in fact did love that show. That's a f- fucking small market. She doesn't. I like, marginally she likes everything. I marginally like 
that show. It was it was watchable and I enjoyed it, but I wasn't like, oh boy, more but, Hemlock Grove. I wasn't particularly upset when it was canceled. Yeah, so it's like you said, had a very niche market that even in that niche didn't really like it that much. It's so. the best small budget television that you can find is on Netflix right now. Yeah. I mean, it's, I, some of them, you know, obviously House of Cards gets all the budget. No, know. they don't even. They really don't. I, I, now that I'm they're saying, getting I'm into merely, their I'm merely saying compared to their other episodes, to their other shows. I think that Actually, you, on, I a, think right on a pie chart, I'll bet you House of Cards gets the biggest. Uh, no, right now, I believe Daredevil actually gets the biggest oh, slice yeah, but could, because they know sense. it's yeah, action. Yeah. But even that being it's said, Marvel, they you know. don't spend shit tons of money. And what they do is, you know, they'll have what what uh, Daredevil does is I always say they'll have two scenes every season that you go, oh, you threw a lot of budget at this. Right, sure. There's usually a lot of spinning cameras. Sure, this season sure. it was a scene that dropped, uh, they dropped a camera down a stairwell while it's spinning, and you're following Daredevil just kicking everyone's ass all the way down the stairwell. Now, that being said, where they make up for it and where uh, a lot of Netflix shows do these good things is they had a prison fight scene that you could tell when you watched it, you went, you had no budget for this scene. Hmm. You just had six extras your main actor, and them going, let's sell this fucking brawl the best that we can fucking sell it. Let's do the best fight choreography. And spending your money in smart places, they go, that prison fight scene that they have in there with the Punisher, one of the best television fight scenes I've seen in my life. And very apparently and obviously not a big budget shoot. Okay. They just shot it. Well, well, wouldn't... In the case of Daredevil being – it probably it makes sense that would be the highest budget. But however, I suspect they don't spend as much of their own money on it as they do on House of Cards because it's a Marvel slash Disney. Yeah, yeah. So how much of that you think Disney's kicking in? That's a good. I, I don't know. Maybe maybe all of it, and Netflix just no, agrees it, to air it because a, where's get, where's Disney going to put it otherwise? Disney's yeah. got no other place to put that. Yeah, that's a good point, and you they know? didn't want to do. They're an sure as fuck not going to make a deal with HBO. No, God, no. and they no. don't, and they don't want that show on an ABC or a Fox because they can't do the same shows. Yeah, absolutely. There's commercial interruptions, everything else like that. How much? I don't know. I'm, I'm sure I could find the data somewhere, but. That would be an example where, you know, obviously, you know, House of Cards, Orange is the New Black, that's a budget provided by Netflix. You yeah. Know? And maybe a production company is in there as well. Oh, I mean, there, are, there are production obviously. companies. But, there. you know, Marvel shit, you know, they got all the – they have all of the money. They do all, have a lot of money of right the now. Money. They do and, have a shit ton of money. Uh, it's not in this list of, uh, of notes, just as a quick aside with Disney, is that there is talk of Disney buying Twitter, not Disney – you know, th- Mickey Mouse, but Disney, think Marvel, think Star Wars. Yeah. Disney's a media company. Twitter is a media platform. Yep. Uh, people kind of forget that. But, you know, you ask the average person, why did you join Twitter? Oh, my favorite celebrities on there. And I wanted to hear what they thought. I really don't want Disney to buy Twitter, but that's mainly because I want Twitter to die. And I think Disney would do a wonderful job with Twitter. <laughs> Twitter is a Twitter is a uh, Twitter is a solution in search of a problem. But yeah. I do like it. I, I, you know, all things considered, there's certain you know they had it had its heyday, and it's still interesting. But it's not a it's not a destination. I mean, what I do the way if I the use, only people who are allowed to post on Twitter were famous people, athletes, or political figures, I'd be cool with Twitter. 
I like the real time commentary and the jokes that people make about different things. You know, it's it's fascinating to watch the stream. Now, the way I use Twitter is is uh, I'm guessing different from mm, probably 98 percent or more of people who use Twitter is that I have, you know, I have a dual screen set up in my office slash bedroom. And on my second screen, I have a thing called TweetDeck open with six columns. It spans the width of the monitor. And the first column is people I follow. The second column are uh, action items, whether somebody mentioned me or followed me or liked something I did or whatever have you uh, or replied to me. And then the third column is my messages. And then the fourth column is what's called activity, which is a little weird. It's a little creepy. Because that is a real-time stream of everything everybody I'm following is doing on Twitter. Like if they like something yeah, uh, or they retweet something or whatever the fuck have you. If they like or uh, whatever, even private replies to some degree will show up in activity. So like I know, oh, so-and-so. Or if they follow somebody new, that's the other thing. Like I figured out that Joe Matarese, when he goes to a new town – you're fucking Twitter stalking people, you fucking weird. What the? This is fucking weird. I'm not stalking them. Yeah, you are. No, You're following no. all of their actions and itemized columns on the fucking. You have a whole screen of your computer dedicated. No, to this? I no. I have one column of the screen. Yeah, no, but the whole screen is all like I've always wondered what that thing was running at all times. That's, that's just you Twitter. fucking no, Twitter stalking folk. No, it's. It's Twitter. It's a live stream of Twitter. I can look over from time to time and go, oh, that's an interesting article. I should check that out. This show wouldn't be this show without that fucking tweet deck. You because could get off your ca- You could get off your chair and experience the world yourself, man. <sighs> I don't have time to explain this to you. <laughs> My point is, yes, the activity column's a little bit creepy, but it's also fascinating. For instance, all of it really creepy. No, it's it's when you when you open your Twitter app, it's the exact same thing. Tweets come in real time from people you're following. That's exactly what's going on with my screen. Yeah, and, but I don't have it open at all times of my life. Yeah, it's just on another screen. I'm usually not using that. I'm usually using my main screen. And yeah, if but I, you know, you're it's staring just, in its general direction most hours of the day. No, I <laughs> I glance over. Oh my god, I look at Twitter. I glance at Twitter every fucking couple of minutes if I'm in front of my computer. Oh, kill me. I rarely look at the activity column because it's ra- no. I, that's the part that and look, I didn't make the fuck thing. It's there, but it's interesting. It's an interesting metric because sometimes some like for instance Pat Oswalt will like somebody's tweet that ha- that he won't retweet. He's just like, "Oh, that's pretty interesting." And uh-huh. I don't know if he's like, oh, "I'm going to save it for later" or he just like he wanted to give the person kudos and I'll see that and go, "Oh, that's kind of interesting tweet" or whatever the fuck have you. Uh-huh. And that's good to know. You know what I mean? It's like, "Oh, that's interesting." What's what the, the a, a side note, for instance, the comedian Joe Matarese, I figured out by looking at that activity, because this will happen. He'll tweet, hey, you know, Charlotte, I'm, I'll am i be in, you know, I'm doing a show at the fucking whatever Charlotte comedy clubs there are, you know, from these three or four nights or whatever, or these three, four shows. Get at me, whatever. Yeah. And like five minutes later, my activity stream will be a bomb of Joe Mattery's following a thousand people in Charlotte. Yeah, got it. And I'm like... Now, what the fuck is that? And he's clearly using an app that auto follows people that are in a given geographical area. And then you check it, you know, a day or two later and all those people are gone. Like he hasn't, he's not following any of them. Like most of the time he's following like a thousand people. 
But when he's doing a show, he's following, you know, 5,000 people for, you know, three or four days. Ah, And he's like, hmm, that's interesting to know. So, you know, whatever. Uh, anyway. What are we talking about that's why I like. Uh, that's why I like to. Now, uh, Snapchat. Now, apparently, they've changed the name of their company to just Snap, which is fuck you. Um, <laughs> that's the dumb. What's wrong with you? You know, have a unique name. You had a unique. You had a good brand going. Oh, we're just going to call ourselves Snap now. Fuck you. I mean, I know people gave shit to Apple when they changed themselves from Apple Computer to Apple, even though they've always called themselves just Apple. But on paper, they were Apple Computer, and now they're just Apple. But in advertising, we knew them as Apple, not Apple Computer. Uh, Snapchat, we know as Snapchat. I don't, I can't get into the idea that I'm going to start calling them Snap. But whatever. Anyway, Snapchat has made their first hardware product called Spectacles. And they're really fucking hipstery-looking, oversized Ray-Bans. Because Google Glass did so well. Actually, that's what we're going to talk about. That's why I bring this up. In the upper right corner of each side of the glasses, there's a tiny little uh, camera. Not not unlike the phone, you know, the camera on your phone. I mean, it looks about the same size. It's got a little ring of light around it for whatever low-light situations and stuff like this. And it will record, I think, uh, I think it's like 30 seconds at a time, little clips, and then beep beam them to your phone so you can share them on say snapchat um and they're like uh i think 130 dollars, which is really not bad all things considered certainly not for a pair of glasses you know uh obviously these are not fashionable i would never wear these if they didn't have a camera on them uh and i don't know that i'd buy them anyway however uh where they're smart and a lot of people have actually been like this is what this is what they're doing right that google glasses had did wrong First of all, they're goofy looking. The camera is very obvious. You can see when the camera's on the light and shit like that, but they're calling it a toy. As opposed to Google Glass that was supposed to be like a... Wear it all the time. It's a lifestyle changer. It's the difference between Apple selling us the Apple Watch and uh, Casio being like, look, a calculator on your wrist that's, you know, rainbow colored or something. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, I get what you're saying. You know, they, they, they have those kid laptops like PlaySchool makes or whatever that's yeah. that are like rubber and they run some variant of Linux or Android. Yeah. And they you're just like, word process. Yeah, but for a kid, probably not. They just have big ass buttons that play stupid games, but yeah. whatever. And it's a toy and you're like, cool. All right, fine. Got it. You know what I mean? You're not going to be like, oh, what the fuck? I can't browse porn on this thing. You know, like, you're not going <laughs> to, whatever. You know what I mean? You're not. It's just a fucking toy. And so the kind of genius of it is that, yes, it's just a toy and it's a silly little kind of thing, but kind of interesting. And uh, I don't know. I mean, Snapchat's been very good about getting in bed with celebrities to make Snapchat cool as like stories are the big thing on Snapchat is the stories. Not so much. It used to be all about the messaging. I rarely ever get messages on Snapchat anymore, and I'm very upset about it. Um, now I have to look for nudes in public, and that's, you know, no fun. Uh, if they if they could – look, if Kanye wears these things, they blow up. A way to let him know the only thing that Snapchat used to be used for. Oh, yeah. It's just for, for nudes. Yeah. He was like, I'm going to show somebody my dick, but I don't want them to stare at it too long. <laughs> <laughs> So <laughs> I don't want them to be able to save it and show it to their friends. Yeah. I mean, you can screenshot it, but I'm going to know about it. You know. <laughs> uh, but um, now Kanye would wear these. They look the style of thing that he would wear. 
if they made the glasses a little more, more stylish, you might even be able to get Kim Kardashian on board. But I don't think she's going to wear these. They don't. They, look, they they're very hipstery. Um, yeah. I just I imagine don't. like like. Uh, there's, Risky there's business, too, Tom Cruise. Those glasses people, he was wearing. Imagine those with big ass camera circles. But in there's the upper right too corner. many people who still or, will get uh, upset at the idea of you can have a camera on me, and I might not know about it. And I know that there's a light of a, a ring light yes, that shows yes, up with this one, yes. that, so it's a little bit more visible. But I don't. The idea that it's just. I think this is too much of a yeah. I mean, I think I don't want to say invasion of privacy, but it, I, it, I I get it. it and if, look, they we're that's going to happen. It's just we have to. It's going to happen. Yeah, and eventually, we, and, yes. And Google Glass burst in the door with a fucking video camera, like cops. You know, like the cops TV show. Basically, that was Google Glass. We're here to film you. What are you doing? You yeah, know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is more like, hey, mind if we take a selfie? That's what these glasses are. They're like the the innocent. And by the way, this is how it starts. It all it starts with this like baby step of like, oh, come on, they're goofy little glasses. This is just like a weird video, and it like records for twenty seconds and it goes on Snapchat. Wee! And people are like, oh, cool, I'm down with that. Snapchat's awesome. I get boobies on there, you know. And uh, yes, in ten years, then Google Glass will be like, hey, huh, 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 and we'll be like, fine. I just. Uh. It makes me uncomfortable. I know that was it looked. At, I loved the idea. Of there Google was Glass. quite a lot of. The fir- I remember there was the first quite a lot ad, of that in Black Mirror. The first the ad by. that I saw for Google Glass, I was like, "That's something I'm going to fucking want. It looks awesome." And then the first time I saw someone wearing them, I'm like, "I'm never, ever, ever going to be that guy." A glass hole, as people called them. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a good name. It really is. It really there was a lot of bars in San Francisco that had signs outside, no glass holes allowed. <laughs> oh, God. Which is easier to do when the glasses are on your face, but when they're an ocular implant, you're fucked. Ooh. Good point. But then the camera, yeah, whatever. I mean, I think already we are losing shame as a society. Look, Donald Trump is a perfect example of that. Well, oh, shit. I'm serious. Imagine a candidate in, in fucking even just 10, 15 years ago that was kind of that proud of being like an ignorant buffoon. And like everybody's just like, OK, I guess this is just where we're at now. Donald Trump finally made me realize how OK I would have been with a Jeb Bush presidency. Like I'd have right, been, I'd have right, been, I'd have been right. all right with that. Like I didn't I thought that I'd be against a Jeb Bush presidency. Suddenly I'm like. That doesn't even seem like the worst option. Yeah, I wasn't really, you know. When I'm it, not saying he's better than Hillary. I'm just saying, like, he's no, definitely no. better than Trump. When the whole thing first started off, I was kind of like, well, I'd like Hillary because she seemed, it would be interesting. But she has tried so many times. And I was like, and, and I just don't see that the country is, like, ready, you know, has any desire to have a Hillary presidency. So I was like, that's not going to happen. Bernie Sanders rubs me the wrong way. Um, yeah, you strike me as a Bernie bro. No, no, he just rubs me the wrong way. I don't know. It's maybe it's maybe it's his. I know that it's going to sound weird coming out of my mouth, but maybe it's his like over the top hyperbole. Um, <laughs> but I don't like his. You know what it is? His his. I figured it was with your communist background. You didn't like his socialist beliefs. I I love that part of it. I <laughs> I don't disagree with probably anything he's ever said. Yeah, no. His cadence is one of. Um, you know, like you're at a grocery store and uh, one of the registers. New improved betterment. New improved betterment. Um, 
when you're at a grocery store and one of the one of the registers breaks down and they're like, I'm sorry, could you go to the next line? And the next line's like 10 people. And you're like, fuck, I just wanted to get this box of crackers. <laughs> <sighs> Bernie is the guy. What? How could you not have working registers here? What? What? What kind of a place is this? I just want the box of crackers. I've got children to feed. And you're like, oh, seriously, if you just shut the fuck up, we could all be out of here sooner. And you're like embarrassed for that guy because yeah, he's making yeah. a big deal out of this shit that we all just kind of accepted. Which I get it, you know, sure, people can make that argument. It's like, oh, are we supposed to just accept the big banks are taking Right, fuck, whatever, okay? Fucking <laughs> save your fucking, save your, your, your outrage for just a moment while I say, that's Bernie. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's true. But as far Bernie, as... Bernie would make an old woman cry over spilled milk on his behalf and be very upset that milk is allowed to spill. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, he's, I can't. So you're not going to get these glasses, though? Uh, no, I will not. I have no desire. I'm not. I don't really put stuff on Snapchat. No, you, stories. Ju- you just look at Snapchat to look at boobies. Yeah, exactly. I'm looking for naked people. I mean, I don't give a shit. Otherwise, I'm like, whatever. If you're not naked, I don't, why am I looking at your fucking life? I don't care about your stupid life. <laughs> you know what I mean? You want to talk about your fucking life? You know, say something interesting on Twitter that's funny. You know what I mean? I'll follow you on there, maybe. Um, and Twitter uh, stalk you on my Twitter doc. Oh, on, that God. takes up a whole screen it's of my computer. I swear to God, once again, you're making a fucking mountains out of molehills. Okay, but creeper. I I don't think these are necessarily going to take off in any meaningful way. However, I they do won't think, be viewed as creepily because they're being yeah and labeled I, as a toy. I, and here's where I think these will actually sort of take off a little bit. Is I think DJs. Yeah, I guess that would make sense. Rave DJs would wear these fucking things and yeah. Snapchat their sets and shit. That's mm. where that's the only market I can think of for it. Um, other than that, I don't. I really don't know. Um, the only people who might think this is sort of cool would be like teenagers, and it's really creepy to be like, "Hey, teenagers, put on these cameras and fucking film your friends, post it to your stories," you know, like. All right, creepy. Yeah, teenagers are going to be filming each other. Fuck, but teenagers already film each other. I fucking, know, but so, now you, you know. got glasses. You could film yourself fucking and still have hands free to hold her arms down. <laughs> Jesus Christ! I really meant that in more of a BDSM. <laughs> and now, uh, as soon as I said it, I was like, "Oh no, that sounds rapey." <laughs> creepy as fuck. Jesus yeah, yeah, well. fucking Christ! Oh my God! Again, see, that's the problem with BDSM. Is that you know. <laughs> If you describe it outside of the context <laughs> of a very uh, enthusiastically consenting individual, it sounds rapey as shit. Um, just a quick reminder, if you have a Yahoo account, uh, they have, in fact, confirmed a data breach of 500 million accounts that You're were stolen. somebody. Uh, Alex here uses one. Here's the upsetting thing about this, and really the only reason I bring it up at all, is that they're, they, Verizon was going to purchase them. And in going through the books, Verizon's like, um, hey, is there any security breaches we might need to know about? And, you know, CEO of the fucking millennia, Marissa Meyer, was like, oh, we had a half a billion accounts hacked back in 2014 that stole all their information. But, like, other than that, no. And they were like, excuse us? <laughs> they were like, yeah, I mean, we just... did you put out a press release? No, we just, we just, no, we just figured, fuck it, basically. Did they close the hole that the that the whoever the hacker was climbed in through? I have no probably. It's Yahoo. They don't give a shit about you or anything. Really, I don't know what Yahoo gives a shit about. Frankly, uh, yeah, profit. I, 
I, ostensibly, but what are they doing to make it? Because I haven't seen any evidence that they care about profit. And I don't know why Verizon, I don't know why anybody, why, why would anybody buy Yahoo? Why can't we all just let Yahoo die? Like Gene Simmons, it can just go away. We're done now. We're good. Uh, also, Jared Leto, like we're done. It's fine. Okay, you did. All right. You gave it a go. John Travolta, put him in the list as well. John Travolta, Yahoo, Jared Leto, and Gene Simmons can all just fuck off. They could just, we're done. Go go to wherever people go when we don't hear about them anymore, like Dustin Diamond and shit like that. Wherever those, I'm definitely down on Jared Leto going to that place. You know, Corey Feldman until a month ago. Like wherever the people. No, Corey Feldman can still go there. No, I'm saying wherever he was. Go what, back. Yeah. Like wherever the place is that those people go, just fucking go. Go. Did you watch that video of him on the Today Show? Oh, good. Yeah, I, I, we're not getting into that. <laughs> I'm just making anyway, sure Anyway, just it. an FYI, Yahoo had a security breach over two years ago. Yeah. They said nothing about, and uh, they had to reveal it. Because if you Verizon's haven't changed all your passwords and security questions, do it. Yes. That's, that's what the I did. entirety of it. Um, this is this comes from The Guardian. It's a long read, so I'm not going to, you know, it's just sort of recommended reading. It's quite fascinating. It's uh, about... A company that uh, developed a a rat birth control um, liquid, and only works on rats. Doesn't work on humans, thankfully. Uh, and it because rats uh, again they fuck they uh, to say breed like rabbits is inaccurate. They breed like rab uh, rats is rats. Uh, they they're fertile every day of the year. They be fucking yeah. They 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 don't have. They're like humans. They they're fertile all the time. Well, actually. Even humans aren't even. I was about to say no. Rats can. Rats are way more fertile. Yeah, and they can have you know forty, fifty fucking babies per goddamn, and they can just pop right. You know, there's fifty babies. What are you doing Tuesday? Having fifty more. You know what I mean? Like they, you know, they have a short gestation period. They're kind of purpose built to just take over shit. Um, Squirt out more fuckers. You know. Yeah, and you know they're they're not particularly useful in any ecological sense it's not like they all they do is just eat trash and look we're good you know and you, they, they are kind of good for that in that way that you go they 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 do clean up an area in a in a weird way you got to clean up their shit yeah but. i mean i don't know not really but anyway there is there's problems. There's been times there's overpopulation and shit. And yeah, yeah. So uh, they 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 made a birth control for for rats essentially, and uh, you know trials are going well. And uh, I, I believe it was the mayor of New York was like, yeah, I know you've tested on rats, you know, in the lab and uh, you know in Wisconsin or whatever, but you ain't never seen no New York rats. No, that's a true fucking thing though. Except that it's not because they oh, were like, no, God. no, these are rat experts. I I. I know how it seems. I've seen rats in fact. I've seen rats bigger than my dog. Yeah. Now, given I only have a seven and a half pound dog, but that's a big fucking rat. Uh, yeah. That's that's how rats fed well get to that size. That's that's not. They're not particular. The New you York. You go rats, down in a New York subway and they're fucking running on the tracks, and you're like, dude, if the train hits you, the train might lose. Right. Right. And that's this article is interestingly it, it speci- specified that point where like the you know people in New York are like oh, all rats are the biggest fucking rats, but also Andrew Cuomo. The best Andrew rats, Cuomo okay? is Andrew Cuomo is a bit of a cunt. So yeah, yeah. Well, I, I'm saying New York officials beyond. I mean, I don't know if it was just the mayor. I don't know. Whatever. The point is they 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 dispel in here the myth of New York rats. So they're like, no, they're the same fucking rats as everybody else has. Just they're just bigger. They're just well fed. <laughs> like they're, they get a little fatter because there's so much goddamn trash in New York. Um, but they're not 
there's no biological difference. And, no, I, I wouldn't imagine there's a biological difference. And the birth but, yeah, control worked on so them. So it's fascinating. We're using birth control on rats. So I like that. That's yeah. interesting. Fucking A. Where are we at on uh, time here? Okay, we're an hour in. Um, as a quick, this is a funny thing. Um, the the Samsung um, uh, blowing up of phones uh, thing that happened, which was a big terrible thing, and, and I had a friend was who the, not. I had a friend well. who the recall happened while he was uh, on vacation in Aruba, and on his flight back, had the uh, was told that he couldn't take his phone on the plane. I had to pull the battery out, put it in the bag, check it's it. Fucking right, goddamn right, you do. Well, the uh, the reports say, and this is one of those funny, like, kind of political things almost, where it's like, you know, people blame Hillary for everything. Um, Apple is not really being blamed, but they're sort of being name-checked uh, because people are saying that the leaks that came out about the iPhone 7 made the iPhone 7 sound unremarkable. They weren't going to change the design of the phone any in an appreciable way. They were going to upgrade the camera a little bit, but nothing too crazy. So yeah. Samsung was like, this is our chance to pounce. So they sped up production way too much because they were like, yeah, we're going to beat them to the punch. We're going to get there before they do, and they'll seem lame by comparison. And in doing so, didn't quality test their batteries so much. I don't know if it's true. It's a it's a report. It's a, a not not a rumor, but it's a you know what I mean. It's a report. Well, it would make sense though in the way that Samsung does business for that to be true. Yeah, because Samsung has always been kind of ear to Apple's door, yeah. hearing what they're doing, and if they get any rumblings, they're like, "Cool, let's do it faster." Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's do, do it, it better let's, faster. Let's do it faster and fuck it up terribly. Well, yeah. they always say let's do it better faster, and it's not necessarily better every time. But Haste you, makes waste, people. But, Haste makes waste. But it usually is first. They were the first ones with a watch. Sure, sure. Uh, they were the first ones to do waterproofing. Sure. So Well, the, I mean. Yeah, no. The, 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 this one that blows up. Was, is just as waterproof as the uh, iPhone. So was is. so was early Nokia phones. So, but if you're talking smartphones, I think probably you have a case there. Yeah, that's, I don't really know, but probably yes, probably so. Samsung is usually first to the market, not usually best, but they kind of sit around ear to the door of Apple. Yeah, yeah. Going, what are you doing? Hey, probably not just even Apple. I think like everybody because yeah, they you, have so many fucking divisions. Yeah, and they just sit there and go, "What you doing? What are you guys yeah. doing? Oh yeah, hey, hey, hey yeah, hey. Well, I'll do that. Yeah, I hey. can do that too. Was that waterproof? Wow, that's crazy. Quick, guys, you got, we got to get waterproof. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, you guys are thinking about a watch. No, huh? I, I hey, make a watch that's way too fucking big and oversized and has a camera in the wrist. Yeah. Uh, I didn't include this in the list of links, but there are reports. This is this is almost ironically hilarious. Um, a bit of schadenfreude, if you will. Um, their, uh, their washers and dryers, you know, that they make. They're, they're yeah, long, yeah. Uh, they're blowing up now, too. Oh, Jesus fucking. <laughs> Christ. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I really kind of wanted one of those Samsung washing yeah, machines. They look, they fucking, look fucking They awesome. look fucking gorgeous. I 100% agree with you. They look gorgeous and they probably work but great. But I don't want my shirts to blow up. Yeah, no, it's not your shirts. I will I'll read from the uh I'll read from exactly the the uh the snippet on Daring Fireball of all places where they mentioned uh the Samsung thing. Oh, here we go. Now, what's fucked up about this is the Consumer Product Safety Commission uh, are are looking into that these the customers who had this happen to them 
were like, yeah, Samsung representatives came, removed the fucking thing, cleaned the whole shit up, and just acted like it ever happened. Yeah. That's what they're investigating, more so, weirdly, than the blowing up. But they, it says, they've investigated, they're, they're issuing a warning. They haven't issued a recall. It says customers in Texas, Georgia, and Indiana all said they were washing clothes when they heard a violent boom. A washer belonging to McAllen, Texas woman, uh, to a McAllen, Texas woman, exploded with such ferocity that it penetrated the inside of my garage, according to f- court filings. A woman in Dallas, Dallas, Georgia. Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah, there is a Dallas. Um, Dallas, Georgia said it felt and sounded as if a bomb went off. The lawsuit filed in federal court in New Jersey references similar reports collected by local news and filed with online regulators or filed online with regulators. It also claims that Samsung has moved aggressively to collect and destroy all evidence of the defective machines after they exploded. That's not good. That's really not what you want to do. So, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, that is what you want to do, but for <laughs> shady, terrible, awful business reasons. It's not what you want to be involved with if you're a consumer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. I mean, they're handling it the way you would expect a business. Yeah, like that. That's yeah. the proper that's way. How the, for that's how the mob handles things. Yeah. Who yeah. saw this? I didn't see anything. All right. You remember you that. You, you, it's right. You didn't see damn anything. Right, you didn't you fucking, fucking see you didn't anything. You fucking nothing. You didn't, uh, you didn't even have a fucking washing machine here. No, you're right, sir. I did not. Uh, <laughs> I, what's a, I've been doing everything with those little knuckle uh, wood plank things. Yeah, uh, those are years. some nice fucking legs you have. You're a good kid. You're good. Here's, here's a tip for you. Here's a go. You're a good kid. All right, keep your nose clean. All right, I'll be back later. I hate to drop a washer-dryer combo on each of your fucking legs and break them. Yeah, it's a lot of that. Yeah. Okay. All right, we're, we're nearing your favorite topic, but we're going to quickly, just a quick, this is a fascinating thing, the... Uh, the government, uh, the government, the government, the U.S. government, the National Economic Council, um, I believe. Uh, oh no, I'm sorry. The Department of Transportation has ref- has officially released their first set of guidelines for autonomous driving vehicles. They're not just on board with it, but they want it done right. Yeah, they're giving rules. They're going, hey. We're not getting and and by the way, the rules are very loose right now because they want innovation, which no, is also they're, odd. They're just regulating, which is what the job of the federal government is, unless you know you're a libertarian who thinks that that's terrible, right? Um, but it's interesting because it's 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 intentionally loose because they want to. They're trying to inspire more than anything, but they also are like, hey, but also you know, if if you see like if somebody waves at you, don't. Don't have the car automatically run them over and take off their head. <laughs> if that's a feature on your car, don't put that in your car. Yeah, okay. So what are the guidelines? Uh, <clears throat> it's a, I don't know, it's a 15-point safety assessment, and I'm sure, oh. I'm sure it reads like a fucking stereo manual from the 70s. I'm sure it's like... <laughs> I'm sure I could start reading halfway through point one and we'd all fall asleep. Oh, I thought that narrow writing in the middle there was like a couple bullet points of it or something. Like no, that. this is just like, hey, here's other people that are interested in self-driving cars. Um, well, that's, so good. we're getting we're getting closer. Well, that, I, that was going to be the first uh, step was uh, the government deciding that okay, if you're going to do this, here's the way you need to go about it. Yes. Because by them saying um, by by them issuing those regulations, what they're saying is we're fine with driverless cars. Well, that's the, that's what this something like this is what allows a company like Walmart, as you talked about before, going okay. We have rules. Let's figure out how to build a truck yeah. that can abide by these rules mm-hmm. so that we can have a driverless delivery truck. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and Uber. 
is the other one. Yeah, no, we know Uber is looking into it. Uber, Google, Walmart. Um, now, as a as kind of an aside to that, yeah, but that's the thing is once they once the government is like, no, it's cool, guys, it's fine, it's fine. Let's do the driverless car thing, but keep this in mind. I feel like that's a good thing, absolutely. Um, and you know, regulations. You can scream all the fuck day you want about goddamn regulations. The good thing about regulations is my favorite thing is accountability. Yeah. That's, that's what I like. I like accountability. I've, I've worked in a lot of different fucking companies and nothing, nothing will destroy a business faster. Well, the, the libertarian someone, argument that the market decides, you know, and that you don't need regulation is always – combated easily with going yes the market decides that a product is bad after the product has harmed multiple people and people have found out that it's harmed to those people the point of regulation is to never have those people get harmed in the first place yes and if they are we have accountability we have somebody to hold accountable for it nothing will tank a business faster than lack of accountability and i'm not saying you need to Fucking yell at your employees. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that, hey, um, you know, X, Y, and Z is performing like B instead of A. Yeah. Who do I talk to about that? And everybody goes, uh, I think Joe in accounting. No, no, no. This Maybe. is not an accounting problem. This is, uh, you know, engineering problem. Oh, Mike in HR. Yeah, no, no, this is engineering, though. Oh, sorry. Yeah, Who yeah, do you know in engineering? No, you, you want Dave. He's uh, in the mailroom. Oh, okay. So he's the fix-it guy in the engineering team? No, 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 no. If you want maintenance done, you have to go to Danny. He's in uh, – on, on, I think, hey, he's, I he's think a, Danny's in engineering, actually. I think Danny's our carpenter. He fixed the walls last <laughs> week. You know, uh, and it's not – again, it's not about yelling. It's like you need somebody who goes, that's my, that's my department. I'm in charge of X, Y, and Z. Okay, well, I have a problem with X out of the X, Y, and Z. Fix it. You know, or whatever. Restaurants, you see this all the time. <laughs> Again, Bar Rescue, Kitchen Nightmares, you see that in there. Uh, movies, certainly. Movies are very good. Uh, movie studios and, and uh, movie teams, if you will, are, oh, yeah. are fucking great with accountability. Mm-hmm. Everybody's got a goddamn position, and they've got several levels of people above and below them where it's like, all right, I need this picked up and moved over there. Oh, you want this team of guys. The, the best example of multiple unions working in unison for a central task is the making of a movie. Absolutely. A bunch of unions with different regulations and guidelines and specifications all working together in seamless fashion with accountability and regulation all playing an integral part. There so you go. I'm happy about self-driving cars getting an extra step ahead. And like you said before, the, the autonomous cars can't be as good as they can be until everyone gets one. So... Yes, and in fact, that brings us to the next. Uh, it's it's not news. It's just a, a kind of op ed. Not even op ed. It's just a like a almost like an infographic essentially uh, on New York Times called the five things that give self driving cars headaches. Now we can go over this list and discuss them, or we can we we're uh, we're an hour fifteen in. I don't know how long you want to go on this. I don't mind a two hour episode myself. I don't mind. No. Okay, so if you'd like, we can go over these and kind of discuss the uh, number one unpredictable humans. They say computer algorithms can ensure that self-driving cars obey the rules of the road, making them turn, stop, slow down when the light turns red, yellow, and assume when the light well, turns we've green. Well, we've talked about this. We've talked about this one before. Yeah, hu- cars, uh, computers by design have to be better drivers than humans are. 
Yes, they're, they're, the headache is the unpredictable humans. Yes. What they're saying, obviously, in this paragraph is specifically, all right, yeah, you know to drive under 45 miles an hour on this particular road, and there's a turn coming up on the right, and there's a no turn on red. So yeah. wait till it's green. Computer goes, okay, input understood. What the computer doesn't know is like, what if a motherfucker comes from... Just Three barrels, over yeah, barrels through your ass. What happens if somebody goes over the double yellow lines into oncoming traffic? You know, what do you do there? And that is, that's a, you know, uh, George, is it George or George C. Scott? Who the fuck is the guy I'm thinking of that made the three laws of robotics? Oh, uh, you're talking about Arthur, from iRobot. Uh, three laws of robotics. Uh, Why? I, Lanning. No, no. He's way, uh, Asimov, Isaac uh, Asimov. My bad. Isaac Asimov very famously explored these kinds of things, especially in the three laws of robotics, because it's supposed to be do no harm unto a human. Yeah. You know, always obey a human's order unless it uh, unless it, uh, it directly yeah. conflicts with that and so on and so forth. And um, I was thinking of Alfred Lanning from iRobot. Oh, okay. The James Cromwell character. Okay. <laughs> well, Sorry about that. Yeah, I mean, no, it's, it's still the same I, three fine. rules it's of fine. robotics, actually. <laughs> But his story. I'm curious how many listeners were actually thinking about what I was thinking, and how many were thinking. I, I'm I I'm know. willing to bet know. more people were on my side thinking you were talking about Alfred Lanning from iRobot, the character played by James Cromwell. I I, okay. I'm almost, I, I can I guarantee you. I don't, I don't know. At least 55 percent of our listening audience. You're thinking of people who you talk to in in like comedy clubs and like real whatever. We're talking about somebody who, on a digital device, downloaded a digital audio file to listen to two assholes talk about technology. Okay, fine. Fuck and you. those people, <laughs> I'm going to say probably know Isaac Asimov. And also, love, and also probably loved iRobot. No, most people who liked Isaac Asimov hated iRobot All because right, of how fine. inaccurate it was. And admittedly, you know, I don't know one way or another. Didn't watch the movie, don't know the book. So, yeah, I'm, I'm neutral, but... It's an okay I, movie. It's a better movie. I suspect it's probably not very good. But, but yeah, no, unpredictable humans make sense. Uh, yeah. That's a very tricky fucking thing. Yeah. And one of the things I said, uh, the reason I even brought up Isaac Asimov and the three laws of robotics is one of the most difficult things in any kind of like automation and certainly like computers and stuff like that is like, and they did, this is one really good thing they did in iRobot. And this is why Will Smith is like hipster in his fucking, I don't trust computers is because... Oh, the computer decided when, you know, this robot decided when he dived down into the water to save the family that, you know, this person had a better chance of living than that one. Yeah. And so I'm going to pick this person. Yeah. Um, and unfortunately, Ham's just the freaks. Yeah. But you know what? Humans would make that same mistake. It's not like firefighters can save every goddamn person in the building either. They might save your nine-year-old well, no, later, no, neighbor, uh, before they save your dog. The, the character's you know? argument in there why he hates robots is that he goes, it was a little girl, it was a child. Right. And he goes, it had an 11% chance of living. I, I had a, a like a 35% chance of living. Yeah. And it decided I was the smarter choice to save. But that was somebody's daughter, and that was a little girl, and I'm a grown man. Her 11% was more meaningful than my 35%. Yes. And a human would have known that. And that's the crux of the uh, right the, the rough part in there. Except that it's very easy to program a computer to go, how old are they? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, if you're over 65, you're, you're 
welcome to Davy Jones's locker. You know, <laughs> I'm sorry. What are you going to do when you get out of here? Jog and spread herpes? That's what you do at 65. You jog and spread herpes, and you play some bingo on Tuesdays. So what was number two? Number two, uh, where do the lines on the road go? Oh, because I'll get snow. Snow, rain, yeah. fog will erode those lines, and somehow the car has to be able to figure out, like, oh, where's the fucking road? You know what I mean? That is something that's slightly more difficult for a computer, ostensibly. However, how do we do it as humans? Well, I'm going in this path, and until the road curves, and I'm gut- judging that based on the sides of the road, you know, the walls of snow and shit. Yeah. Oh, the road's going to curve to the right. Even if you can't see the lines, you're pretty well sure that like, oh, yeah, I'm in the right, you know, area here. You know, <laughs> I'm not I didn't veer off onto the other side. I that seems a very easy job for a for a car to, you know, deal with fog a little bit less. So, I suppose. Well, no, I mean, with, with GPS and all that stuff, it's like, you know, where roads are. Yeah. If they're, you know. If they're updated in time and things like this, you know, uh, you know, obviously, you know, they're, they're saying that. Uh, Although that also leads into what the third one is, which I feel like I almost want to discuss it within this is the detours and rerouted roads. Right. That's where you get in trouble with not so much the GPS, uh, but in sort of map data. Hey, Google, Google Maps fucks that one up. Yeah. I mean, how do you how do you like GPS says there's a road here. Uh, the road says, uh, sorry, road closed. Fuck off. What's a computer supposed to do? You know, it doesn't know any god. It can't read a sign. Although why, I was about to, to say, why can't I mean? It should be able to read detour sign. signs and stop signs and all, like we we unif- uh, uniformed. I want to say what's the we made all stop signs in the country have to be the same shape, size, color regulated. Uh, we regu- <laughs> Thank you. We, we regulated stop signs. Sure. I sure. think uh, I think that was Eisenhower who did that. Or FDR, uh, yeah, I'm one, not sure. one of those it's guys. Fine, yeah, and they're like, okay. I know the stop signs have to have they have to be octagonal. They, they have, have to eight, be eight signs. sides. They have to be red, yes, and white. Uh, they need to be reflective and, yes. re- and reflective. Yes, exactly. If you look back, I think in like the forties, there were there were states that had blue square stop signs. Yeah. there were ones that had green stop signs, and they finally said, "They're like, no, we need to make it uniform because not everyone could read." Sure. And they went, "Well, if the shape is uniformed." then people will know whether you can read the word stop or not. This is a stop sign. You know it's a stop sign on the other side of the road. Yes. Because you can see the back of it, and yeah. you're like, oh, that's a stop sign. And I feel like it's the same thing with a yield sign. Same thing it's with triangular. A, yeah. Same thing with a detour sign. It's, it is regulated in yeah. a way what it's supposed to look like. So to teach the cameras and the sensors on the car to recognize – you're teaching it to recognize a stop sign. Why couldn't you teach it to recognize a detour sign? Um, well, detour, like if it's a permanent, they put up a sign, but like construction is. Yeah, but that's, that's exactly what I'm saying though. If there's a construction detour sign that the computer could read and go, oh, there's a construction detour coming up and it's on the route that I'm going on. Okay, fuck. We're gonna have to. We're gonna have to think on our toes here, old computer. Here's here's one that I was thinking of because you see this a lot here in California or in L.A. specifically. Is you'll be driving down the freeway at you know two o'clock in the morning, and that's when they want to do all the fucking construction. Yeah, of course. And there's that light up sign that yeah. says like, "Exit fourteen closed. Use exit twenty one to Lancashire." Yeah, why right. couldn't you send that information to the computer to the? Cars? I mean, that's how they have to. That's how they'll have to do it. They'll have to alter signs to also include some kind of barcode that a computer could read. I'm sure. 
These are just the issues literally right now. I mean, like right this minute, not like these will always be a problem, but like literally right now, these are the issues that they're working on. And yeah, obviously the smart way would be those big electronic signs just send out a beacon that's like, hey, reroute the motherfucker over here, you know, which I'm sure is pretty simple, honestly, but nobody's bothered to do it yet. Because states haven't been involved. But now that there's, again, government regulations, perhaps states will get involved because uh, much like, you know, uh, trans rights and bathroom laws, uh, gay marriage, uh, women votes, uh, uh, black people being able to use the same water fountains as us, you'd have to be a fucking idiot or just willfully – Hateful of technology, of technology. To agree that any of those things should happen in this goddamn great country of ours. Make America great again, goddamn. Sorry, I'm no, I get it. <laughs> uh, but you'd have to be, you'd have to be like woefully just out of your goddamn mind, really. And I don't even mean to judge that hard, but kind of have to, to think this is not exactly where it's going. Yeah. In 30 years, you will not be able to drive a car legally on streets in America, if not the world. No, that's a fair uh, – yeah. That I will be very amazed if in 30 years we're still doing that. Like humans are holding steering wheels that actually control a car, not on a private racetrack. That will amaze me. Um, that's the only way we have forward if we're going to get through this shit together. Uh, you know. Uh, and it's going to be better, you know, for all people. That it will be. It's going to be, yeah, there's a lot of growing pains. We're going to go through a lot of that shit. But, you know, it's going to happen. And Eventually, yeah. there'll be a Honda Civic price-ranged car that will be autonomous. Yeah. And again, I, I suspect that the first order, the, 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 the first wave will be companies like Tesla, you know, companies really on the edge. Toyota, maybe. You know, they'll make an autonomous Prius, I'm sure. Because they've already you know, sold people on an electric car hybrid. Uh, and the the people that were on board with that are the same people. They're like, yeah, autonomous, got it, cool. Uh, but I think people's first uh, – most people's first uh, uh, interaction with them will be an autonomous cab. You're in a Johnny cab. You yeah, know? yeah. Johnny cabs will be a thing. Yeah. That's just – you know. And I think that – like I, we've talked about this before, and we talked about it in the you know the lost episode, if you will, because <laughs> uh, our last episode was recorded poorly, and uh, that's my fault. And then we re-recorded it, and we talked about slightly different topics, and we did talk quite a bit about uh, autonomous cars. And um, I, I mentioned in there, and I, I feel like I've mentioned this before. Uh, I don't think that there will be a reason to even own a car at that point. We can yeah, all just share that, the yeah. fucking cars. It's, you know. Well, and I brought up then the problem with that will ultimately be that, yes, well, well, 95% of cars lay dormant for 23 hours a day. The problem is we all use it during the same hour of the day. And I said, you know, if that's the case and people are sharing cars and you have to wait for the car to get there, at that point, rush hour becomes the wait for the car because everybody has to be at work at 8 or 9. So everybody's trying to get somewhere during the same hour of the day. Right. But you 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 uh, you account for that in the, you know. Yeah, once you're in, it's great. But No, I'm saying that, you know, it, it's easy to set up a system that accounts for that where you go, okay, well, there's, you know, these 8,000, we have 8,000 cars and, you know, 7,300 of them are 
uh, only used an hour a day and the other, you know, 700 are used at random points throughout the day, sometimes up to four or five hours, whatever the fuck have you. Well, okay, we just know where those 7,300 cars need to be at 5 p.m. Fine. And there wouldn't be gridlock because they can go really, really fast. Yeah. When you don't have to worry about stopping unexpectedly. There's no gridlock. Yeah, it'd be it'd be amazing. You'd be going eighty miles an hour. You'd get record fucking commutes, which is it's it's funny because technology to some degree uh, is exponential in a in a funny way that I, for instance, like file sizes uh, and hard drives got bigger at the same time. Yeah, and internet speeds got better as well. To where you know you send somebody an animated GIF. It's like a three meg file, which, you know, I've been making websites since the 90s. If I was like, yeah, I'm going to load this three meg GIF on the homepage, I'd be like, are you fucking crazy? It's going to take five minutes to load your fucking homepage. And now we do it in the middle of a Facebook message and it's just, bink, yeah. we're done. And yet, also, there's a shitload of technology that makes delivering all of those things faster so that you know, optimizing file sizes, optimizing uh, latency and things like this, that's also gotten exponential. Even though that technology would have been a lot more useful when our internet connections were slower, <laughs> yeah. uh, it's even better now because we're better at optimizing all these different things. And yet it's also faster anyway. So we almost don't need the optimization, but it's exponential. And so goes with the driver, the autonomous cars yeah. is that, as more and more of them ramp up, will it'll get faster and faster. But also, I've said before, you 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 know, I've ranted about this many times. Uh, we don't need fucking office buildings. Why the hell do we still have them? Uh, you've been saying that for a while. I have. And the silly thing is, by the time we have autonomous cars, we'll still be going to fucking office buildings that we don't fucking need anymore. You gotta go to work. I, I, you don't. Well, what's the next one on the fucking list? The last one. It might be a puddle. Oh, or no, not? Um, yeah, I guess it's yeah. It seems like more than five at this point, but I guess not. It might be a puddle or not. Oh, they're saying like Puddles. a dark pitch, a puddle or a pothole. Yeah, they're, so they're saying they're a saying, dark patch in the road looks like a dark patch in the road. Now that might be like still water reflecting the moon, or it might be a fucking pothole. So, do our, you avoid it or no? Our country's failing infrastructure is the fault of <laughs> autonomous cars. Uh, backwards. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I, that's. I, it's not I, the fault. Oh, I don't, I, no, I know. I'm just going like for that to be on this list is kind of weird to me because I go, we we shouldn't have the pothole like potholes. Just fix the fucking pothole, yeah, guy. Fix fix the fucking potholes. I remember. I remember there used to be a time in the early '90s in Los Angeles where if there was a pothole and you called the city and you reported it. Within the day, somebody was out there with in a pickup truck with a barrel of asphalt just scooping the asphalt in there and then rolling that big old roller over it mm -hmm. and then scooping more and then rolling Report and a scooping. pothole. Yeah, I remember those signs. Yeah, and you would report a pothole and it would get filled. Now, I mean, we've had the same pothole uh, over on Magnolia near Kester. Have you tried calling the number? I've, yes. I actually have called the number. Okay. I, they don't get it. It's, I don't... I'm not gonna. I'm not willing to make that on this list because I hit potholes and I can tell whether they're potholes or not because sure. there are a lot of potholes. 
that's more of a you can tell once you hit them sure <laughs> but there's certain potholes especially your car you get those thin ass tires they I do, yeah no i have said the, they specifically said watch out for potholes yeah, up speed because yeah low i have the low profile tires sure. and if you hit a pothole hard enough not only will you destroy the tire because low pro tires have no sidewall you'll fuck up your rims but you'll yeah you'll fuck the rim up too right so it's in your best interest to avoid potholes yeah Okay, a computer needs to make that same mistake or same same decision, but maybe it doesn't know if it's a pothole or a small, you know, puddle of water just kind of chilling on top of the asphalt. Once again, fix the fucking potholes. Right, these are the problems right now. <laughs> like, we could, if we're like, look, the autonomous cars don't like potholes. Let's take a let's take a survey of potholes and get those fixed. Look, we built a fucking international highway system in the fucking what thirties, forties, something like that. Yeah. Uh, I, I think we can fix our fucking potholes too. Okay, yeah. Uh, we don't have to worry about that so much. I'm uh, most interested in the last one on the list: the having to make tough decisions because that's a that's, that's the that's, fucking that's three the, laws of that's the, the iRobot thing yes. that we were talking about. There, we're going. You know, does will a car ever go? The occupant in this car has the least chance of living based on the here is, extraneous circumstances I see around me. Here and I have it. a feeling I could save the person in the car next to me if I kill the occupant of this car. Here is the, here is the hypothetical they put out. And this is not more nuanced, but anyway. In the midst of busy traffic, a ball bounces into the road pursued by two running children. I know you can see where this is going. Yeah. If a self-driving car's only options are to hit the children or veer right and strike a, strike a telephone pole, potentially injuring or killing the car's occupants, what does it do? Should its computer give priority to the pedestrians or the passengers? Which is essentially very similar to what you were saying. Yeah. What do you do? Does the com- is the computer willing to harm its occupants? Because the computer is like, yeah, whatever. I, I've, I'm a motherboard. They can yank me out and put me in another car. I'll be fine. Or I won't be because I've been programmed not to give a fuck. Uh, yeah, can a, can a computer make uh, is that is that a decision you want being left to a computer? Uh, what would a human do if a kid, it comes down to a kid are ran, you blaming a, the computer for a, making if, a decision? If two children ran into the middle of the street in front of my car and the only choice was hit them or put the car into a pole and possibly hurt myself or kill myself. Yeah, you go to the pole. I'm, I'm going in the pole. You're going to the pole. I'm going to the pole. I, I get that. However, sometimes that pole is not an option. Sometimes there's nowhere, and you just hit two kids. Maybe you just slammed on your brakes and your car goes sideways, and you rail them over. I mean, you know, uh, obviously, when we have autonomous cars, freeways will have giant fucking walls. Yeah. Because you don't need those fucking walls, those little tiny ones we have on the side that like, oh, look at the, you know, fucking. No, that's that's for soundproofing. That's what those are for. Okay. But the ones that are up now. Or fences, whatever. You know, there, there will be a barricade. There will be some kind of very strong barrier. This is an autonomous driving area. Stay no, the fuck yeah, away. No humans. You know what I mean? Because we can't, you know, risk that, you know. We can't fucks with that. Yeah, because we got, you know, 4,500 cars in a single file line going 90 miles an hour, and they only slow, only slow down to like 65 to take a sharp right turn. Yeah. And uh, guess what? You and your little red ball are fucked. Like, they can stop, but brakes are still brakes, and they ain't perfect. You know what I mean? <laughs> we can't give 4,500 people a fucking neck injury because you lost, because Timmy kicked the ball over the fence. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
So that will be fixed as well. But yes, right now, that is a bit of a tricky, you know, what are you going to do? And a computer is going to be better at braking and steering anyway. So I think probably it could do both. It aims towards the pole but slows down much more efficiently. And also, brakes on cars are better That's the than part they've of, ever been. Like I, I've seen that videos and yeah. shit of like of like a semi truck going sixty and stopping with you know within ten feet. Here's the thing: is that the reason that I this doesn't worry me as much as I really thought it would is that I go, if a kid, if those two kids run into the middle of the street in front of me, and my only options are hit them or hit the pole, um. I don't know how fast I could realize that those are my only two choices. Yeah. Whereas a computer that can make a thousand decisions every second Mm -hmm. could, as soon as it sees those kids, know every option that it could take. And if there's an option to not hit the pole and not hit the kids, keep me safe, keep them safe, and keep me going, it will find it before I will. Yeah. Probably. I might only have the option of hitting the kids or hitting the pole. And I think that's I think that's the sort of uh, borderline technophobia that people get into when they're like when they want to blame robots and computers for, you know, quote unquote, their decisions. All right. Can we get on to the fun stuff? Uh, <laughs> yeah. All right. I see it up. <laughs> Elon Musk. We're going to Mars, bitches. Uh, Mars, bitches. Elon Musk has a plan to get us to Mars. And, to, to and give, as soon as he gets there, he's going to build a supercharging station for all Teslas on Mars. His his plan is <laughs> his plan. Watching the little video that they made, his plan is quite brilliant. The basic idea is you send up, you know, your your standard shuttle sized rocket. Which, by the way, could they have made it look more like a fucking penis? It's even got the like vast yeah, yeah. deferens on the head and shit that like. It's. I'm like. That well, is hold on. I, I, penile as shit, man. He, he tried to simplify. He basically went in order to travel the universe. Oh, let me. Let me just give a. I'm giving a quick. I, I feel like you're maybe about to say the same thing in a slight. I, I, I promise I'll be quick. The, you send up the the initial rocket, and if you know about they have a booster that usually gets dropped off once you get out of like the atmosphere because you don't need this huge fucking booster weighing you down. You needed most of that fuel just to get off the fucking ground. So that booster, as you've seen, Tesla has done this before. Or, sorry, SpaceX has done this before. They do a vertical landing back onto the pad. Yeah. So that booster gets kicked off of the ship. The ship is just chilling out there in orbit, essentially. Yeah. The booster comes down, lands vertically, gets refilled. Mm-hmm. They put another kind of a ship on top of it boost that back up and kind of rinse repeat and when it goes up there every other one that goes up there is also a fuel cell and it goes up to the other ones and refills it comes back to earth refills etc etc so then you have this basically this train of these nicely fueled ships in the air just on their way and they're perfectly capable of landing on their own on mars so sorry now yeah, so what he said was he went for interplanetary travel. You only need four things. He went. You need the interplanetary vehicle, as sure. he's calling it, okay. which they call theirs the uh, the big fucking space, uh, the big fucking spaceship or BFS, I think. Yeah, uh, I think so. Yeah, Something, uh, big fucking rocket. Yeah. Well, no, that's the you need a yeah, rocket BFR. system, yeah, sorry, which yeah. is the BFR. Yeah, it's the big fucking rocket. You need a refueling vehicle. And you need a platform for the rockets to land on to be refueled. Yes. And with those four things, if there are refueling stations on all these other planets, you could go there, send your rocket down, have it get filled up. It shoots back up to you. 
goes back down, gets some more fuel, comes back up to you, you refuel it, and then psh, you go on your way. And that all takes, you know, a, a series of time. And when you simplify it that way, yeah, it does sound uh, much easier than it actually really is. But I, I mean, I just, I always remember. He, I re- he envisions uh, within a few years of of actually landing the first Tesla or SpaceX uh, uh, rocket on Mars. He envisions within, I think, ten years having of, a of that having on, a yeah. that, that having will, a million people living there. Yes, and having a station there so that you could go from Earth, go to Mars, refuel at Mars, and go to Jupiter. Uh, I can't remember if it's Jupiter then Saturn. Invemjnup is all I remember. It is Jupiter then Saturn. Okay, or is but it Saturn? Distance, I don't know. It, it, yeah, way, I always but forget. Yeah. But but the distance between Mars and either Saturn or Jupiter is like five times that. Distance. Yes, it's a. It, we're getting a lot longer. And but, also, God, like I, I, Jupiter scares the shit out of me. It should. It's just a big ball of gas. That nobody knows what's underneath the gas. The thing that fucks that I can't wrap my mind around. It should I fuck know, with you. I know that it is true, but I can't. I just can't. My brain doesn't function this way. And the big red dot's the, gone. Yeah, the big red. No, it's still there. It's it's swirled more. It's had more activity recently, so it's changed. Oh, I thought they said it was dying. They were no, worried. no, no. The big red dot is twice the size of our entire planet. Yeah, and it's just a big, huge hurricane going at all times. It's. I can't wrap. More violent than any hurricane. You could you've literally ever seen. hurl our Earth into Jupiter, and it would disappear in the middle of that big red dot. Yeah, and we wouldn't. Our everything we've ever known. Tiny little boop. Just a little speck Gone. in this. Mm. I can't. Oh, Jupiter's so frightening. Yeah, oh, Jupiter. It, it should be because. Did it's, you ever listen to the sounds of Jupiter? By the way. Yeah, I have. When they fucking, they you're not talking this. about the train song, right? No, no, no. I'm talking oh, no, about that's drops of Jupiter. Sorry, I'm talking about the literal. <laughs> they sent a satellite, you know, past Jupiter, and were able to record the the sounds that were made as they were passing Jupiter, and it's some of the fucking most frightening goddamn noises you've ever heard, because it's just complete stillness, and all of a sudden it's like, <laughs> and you're like. The fuck is that noise? Because it's fucking frightening. Yeah, the gas planets are spooky because, and especially Jupiter, because they talk about how volatile its atmosphere and the the and of all the planets, like we kind of know what's at the middle of Saturn. We have a good idea of what its core is built up of. We really don't. If there's a planet in our solar system we know the least about, I would have to say it's Jupiter. It seems like because we don't know. How that big red dot is there? Yeah, we don't know what is what its core is made up of. And we can't send anything in there because it would be immediately destroyed. Yeah, immediately because the winds are are faster. Almost uh, they're they're like Mach seven speed. Yeah, winds. no, the, the the winds in there are like I think twelve thousand miles per hour. Yeah, so it's like, it's yeah. beyond the it's beyond the sound barrier. Like it would yeah. it, you fucking it, it would, would shear anything. It strips apart. everything, and it, uh, what are you going to send there? Maybe we could just send a bunch of airplane back black, black boxes there. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, fucking why not? 
just fire a bunch of black boxes into the middle of that thing because those might survive. Yeah, but you have to get them back then to get the... Mm. Yeah, see? Well, as long the, as there's a transmitter in there somewhere, I think you might be fairly all right. Yeah, that, I don't know. No, no. That <laughs> no, that's not... Because it's not getting out through that distortion. No. Send them in there with middle, finger, middle fingers <laughs> painted on them so that if anything is living on Jupiter, it's like, no, oh, fuck you too. <laughs> what if it turns out there's like a vibrant community and they're just like, these winds are like, you know, because the winds from the surface to the ground could very well be like 7,000 times taller than like from here to yeah, our atmosphere. No. And so it's, although highly unlikely, possible. there is, it, there is ostensibly at least, at least theoretically, it's possible that just beyond that fucking real thick layer, there's like a calm, serene world just chilling there. Yeah. You know, but, that, but that's Eli. And I mean, maybe the people that live there are like, we're not going up there. That's it's the, cool. Down that's here. the point of all this, though. Is, you know, Elon wants this our species to be multiplanetary, and there, I think there's some moons of Jupiter that you know maybe might Io, be able Io to be. Io's long been the one that people talk yeah, about. Terraform- Io seems terraformable. Like, yeah, because it's 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 got ice. it's Earth sized, um, but it's uh, and its orbit is so far out on Jupiter that it's basically kind of Mars. I mean, as far as temperature goes, I guess yeah. I don't know. Um, it's a little cold, probably understating that a bit. However, um, yeah, yeah certainly terraformable. I ostensibly, in, yeah. ostensibly, one could one could one could make the argument. Yeah, in futuristic speak of what what we're talking about. But the part of but this, then you're like living in the shadow of the scariest thing we know. <laughs> and I couldn't sleep. I wouldn't be able to think. Like, Look at the fire. It's too close. God damn it. It's staring at me. It's making noises and shit. <laughs> but what's scary, the, the part of this that is the weirdest to me is that, you know, when my dad told me about space travel in his youth and, and us and America going Back to the moon. Back when he traveled through space? Well, no, but America going to the moon. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the, the biggest nightmare was always losing astronauts in space. Yeah. And when Apollo 13 was going on, Americans were... And by the way, Apollo 13, our third trip to the moon, not even the first trip to the moon, mm-hmm. the third trip to the moon. First two went off perfectly. We landed perfect... Well, okay, the, the first... For those of you who don't know the the, the full story, uh, Neil Armstrong, went, who crashed the simulator uh, endless amounts of times... Uh, when training to land on the moon, he he almost said he's like, "I this thing has killed me enough times that I'm terrified of landing on the moon because I get killed more than I land successfully." Right. And he went to land, and uh, the landing zone filled with jagged rocks. Couldn't land there, and he had about thirty seconds of fuel left. And he calmly, you know, eyeballed it, found a good place he could land, put it down. We fucking we landed on the moon first. America, fuck yeah. America, fuck yeah. And then. Mar- Apollo 13 happens and everyone was glued and we ha- we have to get them back. Getting them back is fucking essential. And we did. And this first mission to Mars, we're like, you got to die. Everybody on this will die. You're going to die. But we need you to die so we can know how you die so that maybe the next people don't die as fast. But they'll probably die too. I've never... The cavalier manner in which we are throwing lives at getting on Mars is very different than the way we approach space travel before. Because before, space travel was always about how can we do this safely. This seems to be more about can we get there and then figure out how these people die so we can figure out how to do it better. 
Well, that's what happens when you don't have NASA in charge. Is that what it? I mean, yeah, you got a private company. They're like, you want to go to Mars? You might die. No, you will Pretty- die. You're gonna die. They've told them you're gonna die. Yeah, there's no guarantee of that. No, they. Well, either way, no matter. Pretty high no, chance. They've told them no matter what, no matter what, they will die on Mars. Hmm. Because there's no return trip. There's no fueling station on Mars. They're they're not coming back. You could no. You could uh, over the over a course of like a year or two, you could essentially get enough of those relay stations to get fuel to Mars to bring them back. You're going to be on Mars a while, but there's no you're going to die on Mars. There's a very you're very the, good chance. If you you're die one of the first ten people on Mars, Mars will be where you die. Well, okay, but. You you know, you know that's a weird. Guarantee. You know with almost person. You know with almost one hundred percent assuredness you're going to die on Earth. So I mean, mm. ah, th- this is different. This is not me knowingly taking this mission. Going this, their goal is not for me to live through this. Like, SpaceX's goal <laughs> on their first manned mission to Mars is not the safe return of its occupants, which was the goal of every Apollo mission. Mm-hmm. The goal was the safe return of the astronauts. That is – that's not even – like we're not even saying, oh, yeah, like our no. fifth, number five on the list is the safe return. No, safe return of the astronauts, not on the list. It's not even an option. Wait, 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 wait. I, I, I think we're you, – you know, I got to get pedantic here. That was not the, – they're not like all we want to do is go to the moon and bring people back. That was not – that's not the goal. The goal was go to the moon. What they hoped was they'd bring them back. And by the way, there was a speech all nicely prepared in yeah, case yeah. they didn't. Yeah, no, I know. So they were but prepared. No, but that was the goal. That's what I'm saying. The no, goal no, was the, always the get hope, them back. The hope was to get them back. The goal was go to the moon. That's a goal. Once they're on the moon, now the goal comes. No, I, I'm, I'm going to. That's where I'm, I'm gonna, saying, like, I'm gonna, where are we? Where? I'm going to re-pedantic on you. Where, when, where, when we were Kennedy, using the word goal, I think. When wrong. Kennedy set this whole thing forward with that speech, we he choose gave. to go to the go, go to the moon in this decade and do these other things. He doesn't say, and our goal is to no, that's, bring that's people what back it, from the moon. That's part of that speech is where he says to send occupants to the moon and return them safely home. That's He's, that's the dream. That's the hope. But that was part of the mission statement. The mission statement there was bring the occupants home safely. The mission statement here is send occupants there, find out how they die so that maybe the next group won't die the same way. But they'll probably die too. Maybe by the fourth or fifth trip we can actually sustain I'll life. I'll have to look into it, but I have a hard time believing that he's that he hasn't said basically they'd be living in like – squalid isolation for a few years while we get them food and fuel and all these other different things. But on account of the fact that he's using these relay systems, you know, you you could put No, you got you have to watch the video they put out. They base they told these occupants, you're you you're not coming back. All right. Well I I'll have to look. But I'm I'm saying that essentially if you if you send enough of those autonomous landing rocket things there ahead of time, you know you got something needs, to work with. It needs the fuel to get there. And once it's there, the whole point was he wants to establish – because Mars has a lot of natural resources and his rockets 
run off of fuel made from natural resources. So in his mind, he's going, I'm going to keep on shooting people at Mars Mm -hmm. and seeing how they die and trying to make it better so that eventually I can actually sustain life on Mars so that Mars can produce its own rocket fuel. The plan has never been from Elon Musk to send rocket fuel to Mars. The plan was always to make Mars capable of producing its own rocket fuel, Hmm. which is not going to happen on the first four trips. Uh, very, very likely, very likely will not. Yes, that's that's fair. I, Which means I suspect, those first first four trips of people are dead. So in like they're dead so on in, Mars. in forty years when Elon Musk finally meets his Mars colony that he's built. First words you think of? So this is Mars, eh? I mean, I don't know what. <laughs> what he, <laughs> Uh, oh, I like what you're doing with the place, you know. <laughs> it is red, isn't it? Holy it, it's shit. Fun, you know, it's funny because it looks, it's red, so it looks really hot, but it's freezing fucking cold over here. <laughs> the balls are the size of the chisnets. Oh, my knickers is going hard right here. Yeah, yeah this is not good at all. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I'm going home now. Bye. Yeah, that... Like what you do with the place, though. It seems so weird to have death be such a... An inevitability for a, for a space mission? Yeah. That's fair. Because that was usually the enemy was death. To have it actually be a natural conclusion like you guys will die and it is for a greater scientific exploration. And people are like, yeah, I'll sign up for that. Well, if if you're – That baffles me. I mean if you're one of these people that does the I want to go down in history books kind of things, they will make – they'll make plaques of those motherfuckers and have funerals for them before they leave. And that'd be kind of neat. You get to see your own funeral. Yeah, who I mean, who kind of doesn't want that, you know? <laughs> but who you can't really tell anybody about it because you're just going to be here with the t- 10 other people that already just went through that fucking experience. They're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard all about your fucking funeral. And your dad showed up, you know? <laughs> you finally got to fucking reconnect with your mom about, you know, whatever. She forgave you. Yeah, right. <laughs> your sister finally came back to the family. She's been gone in Bolivia for 20 years. Now, your I know. drunk uncle sobered up. Yeah. <laughs> We're all very proud of you. Now I'm going to go into the hyper chamber and sleep for fucking as long as you're talking. So eight months or so. I don't know. Um, but that's the thing. Even the trip there, they, the first manned mission to Mars really might not – it might land on Mars with a ship full of uh, blind retards because they don't even know what – they haven't developed any type of uh, – Is that how we do eugenics these days? Well, they haven't developed any type of uh, artificial gravity system for this ship because uh, that's that's a bit too far in the technology world. Yeah, but the th- gravity, I believe, my understanding is the gravity is not that mu- – like like you could bounce a lot higher on Mars, but that's about it. No, it's, it's the trip to Mars. It's the nine months – that oh you, yeah, yeah. For the, that you're weightless in space. That, they, we've already done that. We've got motherfuckers up on that international space station that were up there for six years and shit. Yeah, no, the the long the record was a year, and he had some medical problems when he came back. He was a highly trained astronaut, and he went up there with the goal of knowing he was going to be up there for a year. So every day he was stra- He would he had this belt system sure. with bungees, and he would strap himself down to a, uh, a treadmill. Sure. And run on the treadmill, and he's like, I, I, you, he said he'd usually have to spend a few hours on the treadmill because there's no resistance. It was just about moving the muscles because with no gravity, no resistance. Right, right. But it's not like Mars. Oh, you're talking about? Yeah, I'm sorry. You were talking about the weightlessness of space, not Mars. Yeah, yeah I'm talking about the weightlessness of space. The weight, like when this takes, ship lands there, it, it could takes, be a it ship. Only takes, full, what four months? No, like no, it's like nine months. Is it? Yeah. Okay. So you could have a baby there. 
Yeah. So you got to bring a bunch of pregnant people. That's what you got. <laughs> I'm getting everybody pregnant. We're hey. getting everybody pregnant up in here. I'm getting everybody pregnant on Mars. <laughs> I want Tracy Morgan on Mars. That'd be a lot of fun. That'd be a good time. And we never just see him again. Yeah, well, no, and I think not. it's like a... I'm getting everybody pregnant. I can't remember if the tran- the transmission, I think, is like it's like an eight-hour delay or something like that. No, no, no. I, for uh, video and audio transmissions, uh, it's 30 minutes. 30 okay. minutes. About 30 minutes round trip. No, 30 minutes one way, obviously. Oh, yeah, 30 minutes one way. Sorry, 30 yeah. minutes one way, 30 minutes back. It, yeah, uh, when they talked about – well, I, that's what it was with Sojourner, that first probe that they landed on Mars, the Pathfinder. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, well, it's not like they're getting, you know, it's not like radio waves suddenly have improved. Well, but the thing with that was they that they would talk about that people didn't understand was so they'd open up the camera array and they'd take the picture in the morning and then that would take all that time to send it back. And then when they wanted to drive the rover, they would tell the rover to move somewhere. And 30 minutes later, the rover would receive that move. And then 30 minutes later, they would receive the image of the movement and hopefully it didn't hit something. Yeah, yeah. See, what I think is you just get a nice long optical cable and just attach it to the back of one of them spaceships and just you're flying. <laughs> Not unlike how you install cable in the walls. You know, you drill a hole and you drop a cable down. <laughs> That's a big fucking piece of I mean, yeah, but like it takes a long time to get there. So you got quite a bit of time to work on this cable. So you just get the first, <laughs> just get the first 100 miles or so done. And then, and then you know, we just we just get a couple of you know ladies to to do some you know just braiding, constantly braiding, yeah, just braiding. You know, look, we got a lot of people in India; they need a job, so let them work those, on it. I not to not to shoot down an already terrible idea, but uh, but here you go. <laughs> but it, it's still, it would almost take the exact same amount of time to travel through a cable as it would through the air. It, that actually wouldn't cut off as much time not as you light, think. Light speed. Uh, Optical cable can go at light speed. They have audio delays in stadiums that don't even have that much cabling to run through. Have you ever heard so? Have you ever been sitting close to the field when someone's singing the Star Spangled Banner and you hear how there's they're like a second and a half ahead of it, and that's that's and just, they're not using audio, op, they're not using optical cables obviously because they were very expensive back when most stadiums were built but now they're very cheap and uh, you know it's it's actually funny because um, would you be willing to die on Mars? Uh, no, probably not. Um, I mean, you're one of those, you know, ah, fuck it. There's nothing. No, I like people too much, you know? Um, I don't know. What's the, what's the comedy audience like on Mars? You know, they, <laughs> well, you'll, uh, have to, you'll, you'll have time to get to know the crowd. It, it, was a, it was a fun kind of aside that I read like uh, a couple weeks ago that, um, when optical cabling started to come down in price, uh, the various phone and cable companies that had all these copper things. Copper was, you know, really expensive for time there. And they were like, you know what? We could pay to – the cost of replacing all this copper with optical fiber, we could offset by selling that copper. Yeah. But since they owned 80% of the fucking copper, <laughs> they flooded the market with it and it didn't quite work out that way. Ah, ah. Yeah, Drug, kind of funny how that works. the price of copper way the fuck down. Yeah, now copper ain't worth shit. Um, but anyway, yeah, optical fiber would work. 
Um, the one thing that you, here's here's one thing that they could do for 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 communication if it's not just the theory. And it sounds so fucking weird to me that I'm like, are you guys sure about this? Because sometimes you read these things and you're like, I don't know. I know the person who wrote the article I'm reading has no idea what they're talking about. I can say that almost definitively in every scientific article. You know what I mean? The people that are writing about it are good with words, but yeah. not necessarily scientists. And scientists are good with concepts, but terrible at explaining anything that a human understands. Yeah, it's rare to find a scientist who's great at – Stephen Hawking is amazingly talented at uh, describing very complex things to very simple people. Uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson as well. Yeah, if you read Universe in a Nutshell, you'll understand quantum physics a little bit, which as a layman, you have no business understanding at all, which is kind the, of the genius of Stephen Hawking. There is a there is a uh, phenomenon, and I believe it's quantum entanglement. And you know, I, somebody listening to this might be really upset if I'm thinking of a different quantum thing. But the basic what they what they discovered is that uh, I'm going to fuck this up, but probably. Basically, the concept of – I think it's quarks. So you have these two quarks that are – whatever – I think it's quarks. I, I, whatever that might even be atoms. I don't know. But essentially, they're always born in pairs. Born. Create, they're, they come in pairs, whatever, when they, when they burst forth from one atom to another. Yeah. And they discovered that no matter how far – they were saying – and I don't know how they figure this. They're like you could separate them by the distance of the universe. And if you – what they, they called it excite. If you excite one molecule or one quark or whatever the thing is that I'm thinking of, <laughs> the other one would immediately react in the exact same way. OK. Now, that's a very primitive form of communication. But if you can make something vibrate, you can make it make a noise. And if it can make a noise – it can transmit sound. And if it can transmit sound, it can transmit information. And if it can transmit information, then you could have instant communication between here and Mars. And if you could have instant communication between here and Mars, we're in a much better position. Or here and anywhere. If we just always had I've got the I've got the paired molecule here in my ship that, you know, connects to the, the beacon back on Earth. I can go to fucking Jupiter. I can go to Venus. I can go to, you know, wherever the fuck. Yeah. Well, because that's always... I can go to Pluto. That's and, always the big... Know. That's one of the biggest problems with, you know, space travel going that far. They actually mentioned it. They, one of the most perfectly described dilemmas in one sentence uh, in a movie in The Martian, they described this perfectly. When they're rescuing Mark Watney from Mars and they go, is there anything we can do? They're sitting in the, you know, in the command center and they're going, is there anything we could do to help him? And the guy turns and he goes... 45-minute round trip, any problem they have, by the time they we hear it, we can't help them. Right. And that's, that, is, that is the big problem here, is getting communications back and forth to each other. Because space travel is volatile, and there's no small problems in space. Every problem, if it registers as something you call a problem, could kill you. Yeah, it yeah. is potentially, and in a mission like this, where you know death is inevitable, they've labeled death as still part to, of I, the mission statement. I still need statement. to look into that. That just doesn't sound. It right. is. That, They're I'll like see, you're. Go- they've told them like you're gonna die. You're gonna fucking die for the greater good of SpaceX. Obviously, they didn't say the words "you're gonna fucking die" for the good of SpaceX. Elon Musk went, "You're fucking dead." We'll see. Well, you're all gonna. I'm gonna see. You're I'm all gonna, gonna fucking die. And uh, oh, he's Australian now, is he? <laughs> <laughs> Listen here, 
Listen here, you're all going to fucking die. Listen, even you there, Shelley. Yeah, but that's it's I that's the part of this that blows my mind. Besides the fact that I go, wait a second, so he just wants to build supercharged Tesla stations on other planets here's, now. Here's what I here's what I love. In 2016, the CEO of multi m- several multi-billion dollar companies goes, "So we're going to Mars then." And uh stock went up. Yeah. I like that. That's a harebrained fucking idea. And we're like, yeah, go to Mars then. Cool. Yeah. Sounds, sounds good. I'll buy stock in that. Sure. Uh-huh. Go to Mars. Uh, will, will you if the if the Virgin space tourism thing, if that ever Virgin Galactic, Virgin Galactic, if if you could ever get on that for five grand, would you do it? Right now, it's that's seven. the one that goes just to the moon, right? No, no, no. That's the one that goes into low Earth orbit. Oh, you get you get you get. I think like a half hour, forty five minutes of weightlessness in space. I guess it greatly depends um, how relative to my income how much five thousand dollars is. <laughs> well, I mean, no, I, right I mean, now, level, no, you you wouldn't. You know? That's not something you'd want to save up for. I I can't. I not right now. No, there's. I mean, it would be neat as shit, but like by the time I could afford it, you've already everybody's already heard the story of low Earth orbit. You know, what have I got left? You know. <laughs> So it want, so you just want that's to, a dream of mine to experience weightlessness. Absolutely, like, I, did I, I, I want that? I so want bad. I want to I want to get a weightless blowjob more than anything. But I'm saying that, <laughs> and not to mention the way they they blast you off with that Virgin Galactic I'm thing saying, where they I drop you from the plane and then you and then you and then well, hopefully not the part, but you know the you either want to be one of the first or. Wait till everybody's done it, and hey, I've had that experience too. I don't. I if you're the four hundredth person to do it, nobody gives a shit about your dumb story. Well, unfortunately, uh, Bieber has already spoken for the first ticket. Yeah, I know. Well, one of them. Yeah, Paris Hilton was supposed to be on there, but that was fucking seven years ago or whatever. When we still remembered her name. Now it's probably well, Kim no, Kardashian. but they oh, they already bought their ticket. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. Bit. I remember that. I remember. But you know, whatever. Tickets punched. She's going to get to go to Except space. Except that uh, Virgin Galactic, as far as I can tell, is out of business because um, when was the last time you heard that they were even fucking testing anything? Well, Meanwhile, no, they had the they had the ex- they had uh, the explosion a few months ago that they're uh, you dealing thinking of SpaceX. No, 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 no. no. Uh, the the Virgin Galactic three. Uh, I have to look into. It. I don't know. I, I haven't. One I haven't, of the the the, the co pilot died. The pilot survived. I don't know how because. I figured something like that. There's nobody, nobody survives that. But uh, yeah, no, they did. They had a they had a rocket. All right. I don't know. I, I feel, I, I'd, I'd like to, you know, I, I, October 2014 in flight loss of VSS Enterprise. That was 2014. Yeah. Uh, pivot to small sat launcher development. Uh, it's just got multiple delays. Yeah. So no, that wasn't them. No, I know it was. Don't make. Oh, you're I'm, gonna make me I'm Google not, this. Look, I'm looking at it right now. Just type in Virgin Galactic I did, crash. Look, I'm looking at the fucking thing. It would have mentioned it right here. I gotta pee. Okay. Yes, I look, after a I, brief pee break. It was 2014. Yeah, it was 2014. But that's what I'm saying is that they. That's why they've been slowing down a little bit. Is because they had a. You know, when you have a fatality crash, you that makes you have to pump the brakes. And if SpaceX had a fatality crash. Yeah, SpaceX just had a rocket blow up. Yeah, nobody nobody died. 
They've had a few rockets blow up, but you know. Yeah, but that's the, the most the, upsetting one was the one recently because uh, they were it, carrying Facebook's uh, internet project. <laughs> yeah, I'm serious. Facebook was bringing uh, an internet connection to the developing world by way of satellites. And so they were like, hey, SpaceX, I hear you're bringing some stuff to the International Space Station. Yep. You want to bring a couple of these uh, boxes up there? They're the exclusive American provider to the International Space Station. Right. And uh, Facebook was going to use them to get their boxes up there so that we could bring uh, internet connection to the developing world. And uh, it blew up. So now. Which is kind of a good thing. We have too much space junk flying around our planet. It's actually turning into a problem now. We have too many satellites. Yeah, I mean, there is a yeah. We we have built our own artificial uh, Saturn rings of satellites and various things like that. But hmm, whatever, it's fine. <laughs> I like the developing world getting an internet connection. It's very good. Yeah, it's, it's good it's, for people. It's good. Uh, It'd be nice if the whole world was internet connected just all the time. If you just didn't have to, I'm it's gonna it's gonna seem really. Look, you remember? I'm really surprised you wouldn't want to be on this flight. I I, I pegged you no, as one of the people who would want to do this. Not really my jam. Um, yeah, because I, you know me, I go cave dwelling and shit all the time. You know, <laughs> what you want is people. You mean that, spelunking? Yeah, spelunking and like the oh, you you know who you you know who you bring on this is uh, strictly strictly these people is the underwater cave explorer people. Those fucking lunatics that go into like three foot wide caves and they're like, I don't know if there's anything on the other side of this, but maybe. Yeah, and it's like I got half an hour of air, so I can only go in here fifteen minutes before I'm gonna have to come back out again. And like sometimes something cool happens, but so very often, it, so if it's people your, die. if it's your choice, uh, the first man flight to Mars is just ten copies of Bear Grylls. No, he has. He wouldn't even do that. <laughs> I don't even think he'd do that. I could be wrong, but you know, no Bear Grylls. That's what he's all about. He's a, he's a spurlunker. He's the youngest man ever to climb Everest. I'm not talking about like actual. Ca- I'm talking about the underwater fucking cave. Well, things. yeah, that's that a very specific. That's a very specific level of crazy. Uh, you bring those and those Russian guys that always make those videos where they're hanging from fucking skyscrapers by one hand. Yeah, you bring those guys too. <laughs> those are the other guys you want to bring. Oh, all right. Well, and they're Russian, so they'll think like the computers you have on board. So it's perfect. <laughs> it's perfect. Um, uh, I'm down with going to Mars. Just not. I don't want to be on the first five trips where where they. That's just a, yeah. Tell you, you wait till it gets passe, so you don't have to have you know. You just fucking. Well, not till uh, it's yeah. passe. Just wait till they don't label death as one of the necessities I for still, mission completion. I wish, I wish I'd have. I wish I'd have looked further into this. I, I I suspect I will find out that it's that's not. I think that you're misquoting. No, I don't know. They, I don't know. I they don't know. told the first ten know. occupants, "You're probably going to die because we need you to know how you're going to. We need to know how you're going to die so we can figure out for the future." That's right. That's well, a weird way to do it. Okay, I I'll have to look, but you know. Anyway, um, <laughs> I had one last thing that I and I have now forgotten it, but it was. I'm sure it was brilliant. <sighs> Probably wasn't, but uh, oh yeah, I remember what it was when I was talking about um, you know Facebook bringing an internet connection to the developed world via the satellites and stuff like that, and and in general, I think an internet connection just all, the world internet connect. Do you remember? It wasn't even that long ago. Um, do you remember when we used to pay for long distance? <laughs> yeah, I do. Like on a landline, and then then for a brief period, just between. Just at the very nascent start of cell phones, we're talking late nineties. Yeah. Every there was every fucking three minutes, there was a commercial for a new different kind of collect call. Yep. 
or something like that, where it's and oh, the, just dial one two one one one, and then I and believe then the it phone was number, I believe then, it was Verizon was the first one to offer nationwide long free long distance. You think it was Sprint? They or was it Sprint? They had the all digital all PCS network. Yeah, because they built out a network that they owned. So they were like, yeah, use it. Oh, fuck. But they would charge you. Even then, they would charge you if you called from a Sprint phone to a Verizon phone. Yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah. It was uh, out of network calling, I believe. Mm-hmm. In network calling, Verizon they were like used to have free. that when they still counted minutes. Verizon used to still used to do that. We're like, you have a thousand minutes, but none of your Verizon to Verizon minutes count. Yeah. Well, that's it. We used to pay for long distance. Hey, kids. Uh, <laughs> we used to pay for long distance on landlines, and then we got cell phones. And I think the the cell phone companies were like, people are used to paying for long distance. We can continue this fucking racket, you know? Even though it doesn't actually cost us anything more to, to connect the fucking call, let's charge them for it. And then it was like, okay, fine. Long distance doesn't matter anymore. However, you only get X amount of minutes a month. Yeah. And then companies started going, all right, you can roll over one minute to another. By the time we all stopped calling each other, rollover minutes were fucking useless. It sounded like a great idea. And then you go, yeah, I've got 900 minutes and they roll over. Yeah, I used 12 this month. So cool. Yeah. I I don't even know if I have – I don't know if I – I don't know if I still have minutes on my – I think everything's unlimited now on my plan. I mean probably has been for years. But I guarantee you if there was a way for me to look at rollover minutes, I probably have – my lifetime's worth of minutes. Like I could probably talk for the entire time that I've been alive uh, going forward and still not run out of the minutes I would have accrued over those years that I didn't use them. Um, That's how it will be with internet connections. Yeah, all right. Because we used to. I remember in fucking high school, AOL and various other places, you got charged by the minute. All right, here's here's my ne- here's my last hypothetical on this then. Or ha- question, I guess it will be. All right. We'll what end on this? What do we get first? The launch of Elon Musk's SpaceX manned flight to Mars or the first passenger line hyperloop? Ooh. Unfortunately, it doesn't seem like there's been a lot of they just did some tests with the Hyperloop, which they said it it outperformed in every way, shape, Absolutely, and form. except that the big problem with the Hyperloop... Went faster than they expected it to go. It stopped better than they expected it yeah, to yeah. stop. It, it's a great idea, 20 years too late. I don't give a shit about it, and no one else does either. Oh, I do. It seems really cool, but no, fuck you. Stop that. Build me an autonomous car. Don't need your stupid loop. But it, you could be in in San Francisco in the same amount of time as a flight. In less time, yeah. Great. But you know what? I could also get in a 200-mile-an-hour fucking autonomous car and get anywhere I want in that period of time. But so. that's obviously going to take more time than a Hyperloop. Yeah, but I don't care. You know, ultimately, I, I sit back, I fucking jerk off in a car and then i get like that's more comfortable than a fucking airplane and or a train for that matter well i'm I'm also saying it'll take more time to get to that place where you could have all autonomous to get autonomous cars to be able to go 200 miles an hour every car would have to be autonomous that's 30 years away the hyperloop could be five years away no the infrastructure wouldn't be there we don't know it's it's weird because we finally here in in california in southern california or i guess california as a state now that i think about it it'd have to be uh, approved a, a a 
train line, a, a subway line, whatever, a metro line, if you will, some kind of super fast or relatively fast subway from Los Angeles to San Francisco. We approved that like six years ago. And they're like, yeah, it'll be done in 2027 or you know, 2035 or some shit like that. And I'm like, uh, I was hoping we were going to be flying by then. I didn't know we were going to. And it's not even, they're not even using like the same technology that they already use in Japan where they have like the bullet trains and shit yeah. like this. This is just going to be slightly faster. Like it'll go 180 instead of like, you know, 400 like it should. And the Hyperloop obviously is way faster than that. And the I, Hyperloop I, goes like 600 miles an hour. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's like way faster than that, way faster than what we're building. But it would be nice if we could retrofit what we're building to use the Hyperloop. So you think there'll be a manned mission launching to Mars before we have a Hyperloop? Uh, that is a tricky one. Um, Both Elon Musk inventions, by the way. Well, the Hyperloop is an Elon Musk idea. Yeah, okay, fine. If I may. Yeah, no, that's, that's, that's correct. He's not involved. An, in an idea that... He patented it and then open sourced the patent. Correct? No, he didn't patent it. Oh, he didn't patent no. it at all. He was like, "Go ahead. Here's a here's a crazy." I I was I thought he did the same. I thing was with in that. the shower this morning. <laughs> I thought he did the same thing with that that he did with Tesla. Where he's like, "Everything's open source now." Uh, those those he open sourced, but they are patented. Uh, however, uh, the Hyperloop. No, he was just like, "Here's a series of blueprints I came up with on the shitter." Here you go. And theoretically, it could work. And people were like, ooh, yeah, theoretically, it could. And that's basically the, the entirety of it. Um, if we could retrofit the subway line, whatever you want to call it, the, met, you know, the fucking train that's L.A. to San Francisco, if you could retro retrofit that for Hyperloop, that'd be cool. I don't think they're going to, but it would be neat. Um, I've been dreaming of, a, of a, some high-speed method hyper, that wasn't an airplane to a, get to Vegas. A functioning Hyperloop. Not specific to any one place or between any two places, but a functioning permanent installation of a Hyperloop. Yeah, I think probably in the next five years you'll see one of those. That's what I would guess. You uh, think the next five years we'll have a functioning open for commuters? Not we. If you mean we citizens of Earth, yes. If you mean we citizens of L.A., no. We citizens of Earth. Yeah. Well, I mean, if it's going to come to a city, I feel like L.A. is going to be one of the first mm. ones to get a stop. You're thinking of Japan again or Beijing or London, maybe. I don't I think don't that they're interested in the Hyperloop technology Sweden. because they, Germany would be Germany would be a big. Fan I don't think they're shit. but they all have good functioning high speed train systems, something we don't have here. Right. But we're 20 years away from building the thing that took us fucking 15 years to agree we're even going to do in the first fucking place. So how often how how likely do you think it is that we're going to build a fucking Hyperloop? You're right. I'm assuming that Americans get their shit together. But I'm, not, I'm just sorry. I'm literally just talking about California. The problem with California is that it should be two different fucking states we need to cut this shit at sacramento or at uh sacramento what's the, in the middle right is it sacramento fresno's about in the middle all right cut the shit at fresno and you got a north and a south it should be two different states their laws and our laws do not mix that worked really well about like 120 years ago that was like 130 years ago splitting things north and south yeah why wouldn't it work I, I'm just saying our laws are like the laws that they you have. You got to redesign the flag. Oh, who gives that's a, a shit? That's I mean, fun. We got enough designers. That's a, fuck it. That's a pain in the ass. Oh, it's easy. We redesign a fucking Olympic flag every couple of years, so fuck them. That's the only reason we keep we keep on abusing American Samoa and Puerto Rico and don't allow them to be states. We're like, ah, we don't want to redesign the flag. Where are we going to put those two extra stars? Yeah, it's such a pain in the fucking ass, I'm man. just saying. Look, I... I, I 
I think I think that the laws don't match from one part to another, and uh, you just need to anyway. A functioning Hyperloop, a permanent installation, because obviously we've already had a functioning Hyperloop. Yes, but a permanent installation that's functioning open for commuters. Yes, open for commuters, per- permanent installation Hyperloop from one location to another. I wouldn't be an um, I wouldn't be overwhelmingly surprised if in five years we don't have some. There's not one of those in the world. I would not be surprised. The SpaceX Mars thing, I you know, the problem that Elon Musk is going to have, I mean, he has right now funding money. Not just that is that well, he's admitted that that is the he's even said he goes like he's rich, I'm not talking he's rich as fuck and he doesn't have enough money to yeah, fund this. I'm so. not talking about the Mars mission. I mean, Elon Musk and all of his companies combined. The problem that he has is that. It's all theoretical. It's all ideas. It's all here's where we're going. And he's just hoping people keep throwing money at him so that he can survive. All those companies can survive long enough to actually do any of the shit that he's talking about. Yeah. I mean, Tesla as a company, the car company Tesla does not make money. It is lost not really. money. Yeah. Yeah. No, they're. Uh, yeah. It's, they don't sell. Breaking even is a good year. Yeah. They don't sell that many. I think they, they sell 10,000 a year or something like that. If that. Which, by the way, if you were Nissan, <laughs> but they're priced, you know, in in the forty to eighty thousand dollar range. Forty is I, I don't All even right, think you find get me it. find me any fucking Mercedes in that range that sells less than ten thousand in the U.S. alone. If you just wanted to pick the U.S., fuck, pick just California. I guarantee you, there's not an eighty thousand dollar car sold just in California that sells less than ten thousand a year. So. Fair, fair. Yeah. I don't know. I see a lot. He's got I, see, gr- I he's, see a lot more Teslas than I used to, though, now. You notice them. But I'm saying we're also in fucking L.A. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, I'm that, driving, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, driving yeah. to movie studios yeah. where execs yeah. love. Yeah, like, I got my Tesla. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They want to sound. They, they want to save the world. Um, that's that's the big problem. He's got a lot of great ideas, but he's not, you know, he hasn't yet shown that he can actually make fucking money off of any of them. He just thinks they're really cool ideas, and he's sort of hoping everybody just keeps throwing money at him so he can make them a reality. And that's the biggest problem that he has is that somehow he needs to stay afloat long enough to make any of these fucking things a reality. And also SpaceX to Mars. Where's the money in that? That's just throwing money at the thing. And human lives, Mitch. Okay. And human Living yeah, lives. Funerals cost money. I get it. All right. He's throwing we're saying lives. The same, we're saying the same people. thing two different ways. <laughs> He's throwing lives at his dream of building a supercharged station on Mars. Elon Musk is a robot, so it's fine. He doesn't know any better. I read a biography on the guy, and yeah, that's essentially what the guy came away with. He was a big fan of Elon Musk. He wasn't saying it negatively. He was just saying Elon Musk thinks like a computer. Yeah, he's a, he's a reasoner. They were like he, the guy was asking about like his children and stuff like that, and he's like, "Well, it's interesting because they're perfect copies of you." <laughs> and you're like, "That's creepy." Okay, and he's like, "And you want to keep them alive because there's your copy." And you're like, "All oh, right, <laughs> we're, we're talking about kids, though." <laughs> So like he's a robot, like he's he thinks in a computer. So he doesn't care about that. And fucking people die on Mars, whatever. <laughs> oh, Jesus, look, we're taking, we're fucking sent you to Mars. Fuck off, you know. A, a fuck you want to come back to? Yeah. Like, fuck, what? We're already here on Earth. You get to be on fucking Mars. Fuck you. It's free trip though. Yeah. 
pretty good. So we doing the uh, so what's we doing the last one now? Nah, uh, we were gonna. Hey, well, there's no time. Oh, we put off this one now twice. Uh, yeah, but I just don't know that there's. I don't think there's a lot of meat on the bone. I think there's plenty of meat. We'll, we'll get well, into the, it. Next the topic time. was about uh, autonomous uh, drones that you could buy uh, essentially in in bulk and. Um, and train them into war weapons to take over like a city or just kill Bob and um, whether or not that would be, you know, uh, there's, there's a, there's people that are trying to regulate and make sure that doesn't happen. And well, the uh, big quote, the one, the, the part of it that that caught my attention the most was they said, uh, you could get something like a million of them Uh in from China, like right now, right now for, you know, probably less than a million bucks. Yeah, no, but um, I'm trying to remember. I'm trying to remember the exact figure because uh, here it is. Um, yeah, uh, you get drone manufacturer. You can program the code. Uh, you can drive it with three trucks. If you had three trucks with tractor trailers yeah. in the back, like like big rigs, uh-huh. three of those, yeah. yeah, you could have ten million. Yeah. Of those drones packed mm-hmm. in there, mm-hmm. and each one of those drones could put like a one could meter. carry a one or two gram charge, right? Capable which, of doing like a meter's worth of hole, yeah, a meter's worth right. of hole in steel, blowing up somebody's head. It, it could certainly take someone out, right? Right. And the Fuck idea Bob would be that yeah. you went if you took these ten million robots and sent them into the city of New York and said each of you kill someone, yeah. Even if only five to ten percent, which is about what they think the success rate would be on these, yeah, yeah, for that low price, you've taken out <laughs> that's a pretty efficiently fifty thousand to a hundred thousand people. Yeah, bang for your buck if you want to take out a city, get some drones. Is basically what she's saying. Wait, no, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> Well, let's just hope that the robot uprising of autonomous killer drones doesn't happen anytime particularly soon, or at least not next time I'm in New York. Uh, You got anything to say at the end here? No, not really. All right. Uh, Join us on Riffopolis.com for uh, all the links that we discussed on this episode, or most of the links. Some of them, you know, were kind of off to the side, so maybe not uh, all of that. But I did, uh, for the the Mars uh, Elon Musk thing, there's a whole page that was created uh, that has uh, links to everything that was announced that day and talked about the day and then commentary on stuff and things like that. Not not done by us, so it's not our commentary. You've already heard our fucking yak and mouse. So join us on Rafopolis for that, R-I-F-F-O-P-O-L-I-S.com. Uh, you know, subscribe, rate us on iTunes. Um, if you have any things you want us to talk about, you can leave a comment on an episode or you can use any of the contact links right there on Riffopolis to get a hold of us or uh, find me uh, particularly on Twitter at RevMitch, R-E-V-M-I-T-C-Z. That's M-I-T as in Tom, C as in cat, Z as in zebra. Uh, also, you can find Alex Mandelberg on there. You've got to get a new Twitter handle, at Twitterstalker. Alex Mandelberg, who apparently hates Twitter, you could find him ostensibly. You could find you should be able to find him on Twitter at a Mandelberg, which is a big pain in the ass to type a- out. A M A N D E L B E R G. There you go. Even though he won't use the better Twitter handle I got for him, a funny Jew. But whatever. 
either one of us you can hit up and I think I I think I have my DMs open so you should be able to just send me a direct but whatever if not I mean I'll, we'll work something out if you if that's if that's your only way of contacting people then, if you, you know, ladies cool. if you send him a picture of boobs first he's more likely to accept the DMs so uh, you know yeah this is also true all right uh, thank you guys and we'll be back hopefully next week or you know very soon we're getting better at this uh, woo better uh, all right peace out Rufopolis. Peace.